The FBI has arrested Brandon Strzok, founder of the Walk Away campaign, for his involvement in the Capitol riots. And they're alleging some pretty serious stuff, like he was telling people to do things like go inside or take a cop's shield. And there's even a tweet I remember seeing myself where Brandon said he told uh, he tweeted that patriots at the Capitol hold the hold period, the period line. I saw him tweet that. Well, I I didn't know exactly what it was about. But here we go. FBI has made the arrest. We got a bunch of crazy stories. So we'll go through this. But the craziest thing about it, he was turned in by a relative, according to the FBI affidavit. The witness who handed over the evidence claims to be a relative of Brandon Strzok. Welcome, my friends, to the great culture revolution here in the United States, where kids are turning in their parents. We've got a couple stories about that. We'll rehash just a little bit. And there's some nuance in these stories. We've also got a story out of Canada. They've apparently voted to label the Proud Boys a terrorist entity. Whether or not that actually means anything is yet to be determined. I know a lot of people think it's legit, like it's done. It's not. It's not. They're calling on the government to make it official. So we'll see how that plays out. But I got to tell you, I wouldn't be surprised if here in the U.S. we see something similar. So, you know, there's already with, with Democrat control of the House and now essential control of the, of the Senate. I wouldn't be surprised if they play that same game. Now, in, in less important news, the articles of impeachment have been delivered to the Senate and there's going to be a trial. And it's kind of funny that we've actually have this one slated for later. Like it's not our lead story because well, it's just, you know, I got to be honest, it's kind of it's kind of silly. But and we have another big story, too. We have a lot tonight, actually. A hundred Politico staffers have written a letter outraged that Ben Shapiro wrote an op-ed. This is how crazy things are getting. So I'll just I'll, I'll leave the intro at that because we got a ton of stuff. And joining us tonight is Brad Palumbo. Would you like to introduce yourself, Brad? Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. And what? who are you? What do you do? So I'm a conservative journalist, Washington Examiner columnist, and podcast host just like yourself. Right on. So uh, we'll, we'll, have your, we'll have your opinions, of course. Luke is here. Oh, howdy. We had a fun weekend. Uh, we shot a melon oh, that jumped up six feet in the air. That was pretty cool. Because you're using the scar. Uh, well, we shouldn't go into too much details oh, okay. about Whoops. exactly what we were doing, but we had a lot of fun here. We finally got the shirts back up personally that were banned that I was wearing on this show that were banned during the show. They're back up on the the bestpoliticalshirts.com. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great weekend. We finally got the store back up and uh, we're doing great. And uh, yeah. I'm and we also finally got the I am a gorilla t-shirt approved by YouTube. Yes. So now it's pinned and official and, uh, uh, I haven't followed up yet. I know Teespring's trying to, been trying to get a hold of me, but I'm seeing a lot of people. If those aren't familiar, a lot of people are posting photos of the misprinted I am a gorilla shirts where his hands are white and his face is darkened. And uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I, Teespring assured me that won't happen again. So I guess we should be good if you want to buy the I am a gorilla t-shirt. It should be normal this time. So hopefully we got Ian chilling. He's, what, wearing, he's wearing glasses. What up, everybody? Coming at you. Wh- who are you? <laughs> I'm Ian Crossland. <laughs> No intro. You're going to make me cuss. Yeah. No, and of course, we got Sour Patch Lids pressing all the buttons. Yes, I push all the buttons in the corners. I am, I am proud to say today we have a sponsor. And uh, again, look, guys, I'm really, really grateful whenever we do get sponsors because we don't have that many. Okay. Uh, these are trying times. Mm. And I saw someone already in the chat earlier said that a bunch of the people they follow and listen to have been purged. Yup. Keep track because what they're doing is they've always done this. They go for the smaller accounts first. Because they make less noise and they pick them off one at a time. If they ban a big channel, it'll be too noisy. So they got to be very careful about how they do this. That being said, 
I'm eternally grateful because today's sponsor is Virtual Shield. Check out surfinginternetsafe.com and you can get 50% off for life for their virtual private network service. This is very, very simple. It's a program that helps make you anonymous on the internet, protects your private data from third-party companies that want to sell your stuff. It protects your information from government, from potentially from the government. I don't want to act like the government is are, 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 are weak when it comes to cybersecurity, but it really, really does help. So again, go to surfinginternetsafe.com, stay home, stay protected, 50% off. And they say that their VPN service is compatible with all devices and allows you to browse the web safely, securely, and anonymously using their global network of servers and private IPs. They let you browse the web completely anonymously so the big name internet service providers and other third parties will not be able to monitor and sell your internet activity. When using Virtual Shield, your traffic is routed through secure and encrypted servers. This means that any restrictions, censorship blocks on your internet are bypassed. Enjoy browsing on a fast, reliable, secure, and always available network. And they say it is completely free for the first 30 days. So that's actually really cool. I'll just give you one last little tidbit because this is how I explain it to people. When you're surfing the web, you're basically, you've got your front door open. And like you can walk up. It's kind of convenient. You walk up, the door's right open, right? That kind of doesn't make sense. That You should have some security in certain circumstances. I know maybe it's the middle of the day. You open your door, you get some fresh air. It makes sense. But it makes sense to lock your windows and doors at night. Virtual Shield is a VPN, which provides you a basic level of security. And I'm eternally grateful for their sponsorship of the show. So make sure you check out the link in the description below, surfinginternetsafe.com, and you'll get 50% off. So much, much, uh, many, many thanks. And don't forget to go to timcastirl.com, become a member to help support the show directly so that in the event that, you know, we eventually get purged, um, we will still exist in some form. And we actually have this really great post up right now. It's Alex Jones raiding Luke's RV and waking him up. That's not what you think. <laughs> All right, stop. Stop, you dirty-minded people. It is. It is. It, it's actually really, really calm. You know, a lot of people who commented on it said it's really cool because it's just like Alex being normal and saying, hey, Luke, how you been? And Luke being like, oh, So what's confused. Going on? Utterly confused. Just that must up. have been jarring. Yeah. No, I, just waking up it was dark the <laughs> there's a history there that hasn't been explained i might do a, i might do my own sponsor video on my own site explaining the history there just, but uh yeah it's it's but it's we um, also yeah. we we also in this post have the lost episode the one that youtube banned so it's available there for members it's also on BitChute, just you know just so you know but we've made it convenient for all of you so many thanks everybody's become members we can also see that the uh i am a gorilla t-shirt is available now finally integrated in youtube and you can get it and hopefully at this point, everybody's getting the corrected versions, and I guess we'll call the misprint one what it is, a misprint that we did not sanction or endorse, and if you got it, well, and congratulations. But uh, let's just jump to the first story. Man, this story, is, this is nuts. I was sitting on my couch, and I, and I saw a tweet. Brandon Strzok, who's been on the show several times, has been arrested by the FBI. We have this local news outlet, KETV7 Omaha, says... Omaha FBI agents arrest founder of walkaway campaign for actions during U.S. Capitol attack. They say Brandon Strzok, 44, was arrested Monday by agents from the FBI Omaha field office. Strzok faces charges of impeding a law enforcement officer during civil disorder, knowingly entering and remaining on restricted grounds without lawful authority and or engaging in disorderly conduct within proximity to a restricted building to impede official functions and engaging in disorderly conduct with intent to disturb a hearing before Congress. Court documents show that officials were tipped off about Strzok posting a video near the Capitol entrance shouting, go, go. The video was later removed and officials said they could not find any video or posts on his Twitter page relating to his actions at the Capitol. However, the FBI was sent multiple screenshots. These screenshots re reportedly revealed that Strzok made the following comments on Twitter saying, quote, 
Patriots at the Capitol, hold the line. Quote, I arrived at the Capitol a few hours ago as Patriots were storming from all sides. I was quite close to entering myself as police began tear gassing us from the door. I inhaled tear gas and got in my eyes. Patriots began exiting shortly after saying Congress had been cleared. He goes on to say he was confused. For six to eight weeks, everybody on the right was saying 1776 and that if Congress moves forward, it will mean a revolution. So Congress moves forward. Patriots storm the Capitol. Now everyone is virtue signaling their embarrassment that this happened. I think that quote right there is a really good example of what happens when you're in an echo chamber. As if anybody thought that going inside a building and physically standing there was going to change the government overnight. Just definitely not the case. But the more important points I'll make right here. They say, according to documents, one video showed an officer from the U.S. Capitol Police holding a protective shield. As individuals pushed past the officer toward the entrance of the U.S. Capitol, the officer held his shield up in the air. The report states, according to documents, Strzok is heard shouting, take it away from him. And others in the crowd then yelled, take the shield. As several people in the crowd grabbed the officer's shield, Strzok yelled, take it, take it. Officials learned that Strzok was a self-described former liberal and the founder of the Walk Away campaign. Now, here's where it gets crazy. I've got here the FBI affidavit. They say the FBI received multiple tips referencing the video of Strzok at the U.S. Capitol, including a tip from Witness 1. I interviewed Witness 1 on January 13th. Witness 1 stated he, she was a relative of Strzok. Now, everything else we've heard for the most part, accusations were made, videos were sent. And I'll also point out this is probably why Facebook banned Walkaway and all of the people involved. See, we didn't, I don't think any of us actually saw those videos unless you had been following Walkaway. I wasn't. So when I heard that they banned the entirety of Walkaway, I was like, whoa, that's nuts. Now, if they're saying he was posting these videos of himself storming the Capitol, it's not surprising at all. But I think the bigger, the bigger issue here is for one, we got the news. That's it. Founder of Walkaway arrested. Relative turned him in. I mean, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So I don't know why anyone went near this mess at the Capitol. They were never going to accomplish anything. They were never going to stop the certification of the vote. I mean, that ship sailed a long time ago. For so a few hours, they did. <laughs> they delayed the inevitable at a big cost to them personally. Yep. So I wait, think- wait, I disagree. That 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 shaman who believed he was, he was an alien, he was definitely a threat <laughs> to national security, and he 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 became very close to being speaker of the house. I mean, how can you argue against that? Well, well it was an on. insurrection. Wait, wait, wait. Brandon. He was he was standing in Mike Pence's place. Yes. for the for the president of the Senate. That that legally means he was the president of the Senate, right? That's that's the idea, isn't it? Uh-huh. By physically going in yeah. there and standing there, you you hold the title. That's the rules, right? Well, that's what that, is that what people thought was going to happen? But okay, yes. look, look, look. We, <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, no, finish no, no. your point. <laughs> but I was saying, like, it is disturbing to see people starting to turn in family members. It'd be one thing, right? If if it was there was another story that you and I were talking about before we went live, right? Where there's a threat of like imminent violence or terrorism, right. but like just snitching on your family members. There's got to be some really extreme circumstances to justify anything close to that. And just posts that you saw from them on Twitter, I would never do that personally. Well, we also have to understand we're in a political climate where it seems like the FBI has been absolutely activated. Previously, before, when it, when it came to other issues, the FBI is kind of sitting around. But now, I mean, they're putting up bulletin boards. They're putting up uh, wanted posters. They're putting up tip uh, hotlines. It looks like they finally, you know, got off of their buttocks and started being extremely proactive and very efficient at their job. When previously, with other cases like the Epstein case, they kind of didn't well, really do much. And not just, not just that no, case. Here's exactly, what bothers me. No, no, trust me. There's a long history Any, listen, of listen. the FBI not doing their job correctly. Anybody who actually committed crimes at the Capitol, they should be doing that, right? But 
Where was that during the BLM riots this yep. summer? Right? They weren't tracking down every person oh, that, but no, that no, smashed no, a window. No, Brad, those that, were peaceful, mostly peaceful. And they protests. stopped COVID. So. And they caught <laughs> COVID, yeah. according to scientific studies that were released and published by CNN News. Are you telling me CNN News is lying and you're cutting me down? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm going to have to speak louder, no. Tim. No. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Well, no. <laughs> I'm just telling you, though, when they when they tell you it's mostly peaceful with the burning background, uh, with yeah. the building on fire, it might not actually be mostly peaceful. This is a serious a serious problem, man. Uh, I've I've had emails from people saying like, Tim, you talk about the same thing over and over again, just different times, like same same stuff, different day. We don't swear on the show, and I'm like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm telling you, it's happening. It's happening. I, what I won't do is be like, oh, I am, I am absolutely shocked by this double standard. <laughs> the FBI arresting these insurrectionists. And what do we have? We have Antifa still riding now. Like they've never stopped. Mm-hmm. They're still Crazy. going. I, oh, but look, look, I know you guys want to rag on the FBI and all that, but I, I, I got to point out the family thing because you brought up that story of the kid and his dad, right? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you how insane and despicable things are getting. We have this story from the New York Times. Son tipped off FBI about his father who is in, who, who is charged in Capitol Riot. He says, I put my emotions behind me to do what I thought was right. And you know what he thought was right? In his Twitter, on his Twitter account, his, his official link, you know, on Twitter, you edit your profile and you can put a link. It's his link to a GoFundMe. This morning, this morning, his GoFundMe was at like 90 something thousand dollars. And I was just like, dude, it's one thing to rat your family out. Maybe you have to do it if there's a real threat. Maybe you have to. Right. It's true. So it's not, it's not so simple. It's another thing to be like, guys, I turned my dad in. Here's my GoFundMe. I'm looking for $100,000. And wait, since then, he's raised another about twenty five grand. So he increased the total goal to $200,000. He's calling it his college fund. Oh Listen, my God. this guy reported his dad weeks ago because his dad was saying he was going to do something big. And I'm like, mm, look, if your dad or your family member was Antifa and they were talking about doing something big, especially when you have stories of all these riots going on and you turned him in, I get it. It's it sucks. OK, but then if you come out publicly and you're like, I'd like to do an interview with with CNN and The New York Times and then publish a GoFundMe to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's horrible. Wow, dude. Well, you the, brought, yeah, you brought up a very important point because it could have been a scenario where there was a present danger. And at that time, you know, we, we don't know the interpersonal relationship. We don't know if there was abuse. We don't know any of this stuff. But at the same time, one thing we have to note here, the mainstream media, especially CNN, they're taking this case and they're running with it. They're running, uh, you know, till the cows come home, essentially exploiting this and, 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 and loving it. And, and they're running with it as, as, as a headline story. And this is where he even wrote in his own description. He's like, I'm getting so much support after my CNN interview. I might not have a home to live in, but, but it seems like he's. Getting some you can buy a home from, now. From That's the most exactly. dysfunctional incentive structure, though. You're setting up with these like resist bucks. I mean, this is what they did with Claudia Conway, right? Yeah. That she was willing to drag her dad, uh, her mom rather, on Twitter for working for the president. And so, like, the New York Times had a glowing profile of her, and they started constantly sharing her and promoting her and turning her into a TikTok star. And it's like, I don't think we should be incentivizing with money young people to do this kind of thing and sell out their family. Unless you're a commie and you want the culture revolution. Then you're Yikes. then you're cheering and jumping up and down and clapping for it, happy. But wait, I thought they didn't believe in incentivizing people with money. Oh, that's the funny thing I said. You know, that's that's what I was saying earlier. That it's a lot of these people claim to be socialists or leftists, but when it comes down to it, they're the worst version of capitalists. Everything they complain about capitalism, like the raw exploitation for money, I'm like, what do you think it is you're doing when you literally sell your dad to the state <laughs> for money? 
That's incredible. Look, if I had to report a family member, I'd be embarrassed. I'd be, I'd be saddened. But more importantly, what if it was possible he could have talked to his dad? What, what if when he heard his dad say crazy stuff, he was like, yo, dad, sit down. Let me talk to you. Like, we need to have a family intervention about this. Because saying, I'm going to do something big, just you wait. What does that really mean? It's crazy. Is, is, that, is that when you're like, well, something big, time to call the feds and, and, and have him arrested? He, did he say it to the kid or did he write it on Twitter? Well, well uh, later, afterwards, he told the kid he would shoot him. So, okay. But that, he, reported, he reported his dad weeks ago. He t- uh, so the dad told his kid that he was at the Capitol, and if he snitched on him, he would do, you know, what, you know, what traitors deserve and traitors get shot. Oh, well, this, this guy sounds unstable. Totally. Right. totally. I think the kid's in the right here. Well, so his kid reported him weeks ago. All right. And that's what I, that's what I was saying. A lot of people are immediately jumping the gun saying, Oh, don't read on your family. That's messed up. And I'm like, I don't know if your dad's saying like, no, that's fine. You know, it's the shoot. fundraising part. That's right, a little right, questionable. That's <laughs> Is he so the kid's like homeless now? Is did he lose his last parent? No, I don't think so. Well, he, he wrote in his description. I might be kicked out of my yeah, house yeah, due to my involvement. Yeah. I might be. That's fun. Give me money. Dude, I got sympathy for that guy, that that kid. Because that's a weird... If your dad threatens to shoot you and goes and does some illegal act... That, oh, absolutely. And you have to distance yourself from your family when you're younger than 18, is he? I would I imagine. Know. Well, it could go either yeah, way. We don't know his what future happened. future could be pers- shattered. We don't know what happened personally between these two individuals and their personal relationship. It could be that he was making an offhanded joke and wasn't that serious about it. It could be that he could be an abusing father that beat his children and literally threatened more harm on them. Yeah. You know, so we don't know exactly look, look, what look, happened look. there. But, but it's, again, it's the fundraising. Check this out. On his GoFundMe, he keeps saying, like, I'm raising, well, let me see, let me see. What, what, wow. He goes, I'm raising the, the goal to 100,000 from requests, and it's staying at 100,000. Thank you, everyone, for your messages. They all have been read and cherished. Thank you. People have requested again that I move the goalpost once more. I'm sorry about saying it, saying it would stay, but you guys have been persistent, so I gotta ask for more money. I guess I what, gotta take more money. There's one more. <laughs> I moved the goalpost. Once more people have been requesting, it's just, listen, it's not me asking for the money and increasing the goal. It's that people keep saying, dude, we want to give you money. You don't need to increase the goal to make money. If your goal is five grand, people can still keep donating. Increasing the goal has the purpose of making people think you haven't reached your goal yet, so they're more likely to donate. I doubt. Well, no, look, there probably are people saying like, hey, increase it, right? And he's like, I guess. Okay, but just from a raw perspective, you kind of have to respect the hustle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, he's so. a capitalist. And, and you know, I'll be completely honest. The money he's taking, this, this, this is a really funny question when it comes to money. People are like, you're getting paid by, you know, Soros or like the Koch brothers or whatever. And I'm kind of like, who would you rather have the money? The Koch brothers or me? Like, I kind of, isn't it a good thing that these organizations lose money giving it away to other people? They, they, they lose that power. Yeah, we don't have Wait, this you're getting kinda... paid by the Koch brothers? No. Oh, the point I'm okay. making is, <laughs> I don't know what this dude's politics there. are. He's probably not particularly political, but he's now taken 125 grand from, you know, establishment and tribalist lefties. So it's like, I guess better he has the money and spends it on whatever he wants to than a bunch of, you know, but, crazy but, people. Like it's better than Mitch McConnell taking $150,000 from the NRA, probably, because it's like grassroots at least. Wait, what? Like, we're talking about people donating money and receiving money. Like, I'm these saying, politicians that are getting hundreds of thousands of dollars from corporations, we don't sit here and talk and complain about each of those, but it's probably way worse than a kid going on oh, GoFundMe right, right. and taking, like, a... This, this, uh, what I'm saying is this kid's probably going to, like, buy a car and then just, like, go drive around and do nothing with buy it. Buy crypto. But the people who have the money Bitcoin. in the first place yeah. are going to be, like, promoting fringe political causes and stuff. So it's like, 
you know, I guess if I he guess, takes the money and he just like you know goes to school with it. I guess it, it he's influencing one person. He's paying them to influence him instead of paying to influence others. You know what I mean? But it does incentivize more of this, right? That's yeah. that's the main issue. That's why, right? It's if he gets it, out, then a, a bunch of other kids out there whose parents maybe are not that crazy are going to see the money, and maybe the next one. I mean, I'll give this guy the full benefit of the doubt. Maybe his dad was crazy. Maybe he had to do this, right? But there's probably some kids out there who look at that and are like, mm, "I want to get a slice of that," and maybe they will not be telling the truth when they do it. Yo, the chick who turned in her mom. Uh, hold on. Wait, is this the same one? Oh, there's no, 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 many, no, no, no. There's is, many the of them. One. That's that's the thing. This didn't I'm just happen track. once. It, it happened a couple times. And you, as you said, you can only imagine if you know your dad says eat your vegetables, your kid's gonna look back at them like I could call the FBI <laughs> on you. Yep. Butt talks wow. right now, the, fool. The Nazis uh, and the the communists, the Russian communists, Soviets would would be like turn them in do the right thing or maybe or, or through threat of force and now they're doing it through bribery well, it's this new world so order check, check it out the other the young woman who turned her mother in has raised seventy three thousand three hundred ninety one dollars of her now one hundred and fifty thousand dollar goal and of course she's going pay for college uh-huh well to, well to be fair biden's going to take a lot of that money with his new tax plan oh and definitely. and then college i mean well, they're going to get their student loans all no, canceled the, I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm going yeah. to tell you my hard prediction. I think these two people are going to go to jail or, uh, well... The kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe not jail. Maybe it's a little harsh. I think because what people don't realize, I've heard this story a lot, when people get an internet windfall and they think the money is free and oh. they don't pay taxes on it. And the IRS comes a knocking and they end up owing the IRS a ton of money. So this dude who's getting all of this money for college could be argued that by putting that so uh, i'm not a tax lawyer but you know what i've been advised is if you want to give someone a gift then there can be no consideration consideration being a contractual term a legal term so if i said like here you are luke one gorilla for free and you can do whatever you want with it then that's a gift but if i say this gorilla is for x it's no longer a gift it depends though you could argue that paying someone's medical bills or college could constitute a gift. But we saw this. I don't know if you guys remember when Occupy organized that big debt payoff where they were like buying people's medical debt. People were getting tax bills because of it. Mm-hmm. Because paying off someone's debt is giving them money. And then depending on what the money was for, if there was consideration involved, like I'm going to give you money, but it can only be used for this. Then the person has to pay taxes on it. A gift can have no strings attached. Well, right now with COVID, people are getting tax bills for their stimulus checks and their expanded unemployment oh benefits. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy so that dumb. unemployment is a tax. You pay unemployment tax to cover the unemployment. Then they pay it out to you, but then they tax it. Yeah. So it's it's already a tax. Why and to spend it, you pay sales tax. To earn it, you pay income tax. To just keep your property, you pay property tax. I mean, it's multi- multiplied a million times over. At the, yeah. at the gun store we went to on the receipt... When it said taxes, it said taxation is theft. Oh, did it really? <laughs> yeah, so you got to check your receipt. <laughs> You'd love to uh, see it. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, there's local businesses that are hit either way. I mean, you brought up an important point. I mean, they tax almost... There's so many aspects of life are taxed. You receive money, you, t- you get taxed. You spend money, you get taxed. And then you got to pay taxes on top of those taxes, on top of other taxes. It's just... This is... But, but hold on. This, this is why what a lot of these lefties don't understand is that lowering the tax rate can actually increase tax revenue. Oh, yeah. Because if the dollar, if, if I have one dollar and we, we spread it around this table, by the time the dollar is done being traded, the government has all of it, all of it. But if you raise the taxes to a point where I can't even afford to spend it, then I just hold the dollar. Well, and, the and also none of it. T- 
ta- high taxes discourage economic activity, right? right? If the top rate is 90%, like AOC's dream, right? People aren't going to work to earn those extra dollars once they hit that bracket. And then there's less overall revenue from that, too. I, I disagree. Um, you're, you're right, but they just do clever. It's, it's a, it's a rich people's game. Once they get to that point, they're just like, they just buy other things that, that don't get taxed. They just the open rate. up a charity, and that's one of the yep. biggest scams out there. Just like well, then, Bill yeah. Gates, who said he's going to give all of his money away to charity and then tripled his wealth somehow. The, and those yep. Panama Near papers tripled. didn't get enough attention. Did you guys pay attention to those when they dropped the papers? Oh, yeah. Didn't about the all person those... who leaked it die or something? Oh, my God. I don't know. But all these really wealthy people have bank accounts in Panama. Celebrities. Or thereabouts. Yeah. I know one of Putin's best friends has uh, tons of money there. He's like the musician guy. I mean, that's we that's like the elephant in the room it, with this economy. They, it's a, it's a, it's rich people have the means and the ability and the legal power and they get away with you're it. like a are you like a tax lawyer? No, no, I mean, no, you're not a lawyer, but no, but I do. I report on economics and write about economics. And that's been one of the most interesting things about covid and the big response. Like the Federal Reserve printed trillions of dollars. Essentially, a lot of it went to big corporations. A yes. lot of the paycheck protection program, which was supposed to help small businesses, went to big corporations. This is this happens all the time with government. This is why the swamp is actually one of the truest things Trump ever said. Yep. Right in Washington, even the progressive legislators legislators get called by all the big companies every day and get tons of money from them and make sure that the big bill doesn't hurt their bottom line. It's all well, like that. There's a study where they say something like public opinion has zero impact on public policy. <laughs> and the opinions of major corporations and the wealthy impacts almost exclusively. Makes sense. Why, why is a politician going to be worried? About, well, the, I, I think the Internet has changed things, though, because it used to be that you needed the money to, get the, to run the ads. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's the Twitter game. It's, you know, AOC goes on Twitter and she starts ranting about the Republicans and like how they're evil and stuff like that. And then she gets more and more followers and they just people love to hate. They love to be angry. You know, mm-hmm. they want to feel their anger is justified. Well, that's the impulse that gathers your attention the most. So there have been many clinical studies, and if you could make someone fearful and scared, those are the incentives to make people click more than anything else out there in the internet. And a lot of these news companies, a lot of these big tech companies know this, and they they need to keep people on their platforms. They need to keep people, uh, you know, engaged as much as they can. So they so they hit this fear. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? Flight. What's fight or flight fight or flight instincts all yeah. the time and our emotional systems are hyperbolically just going insane after being induced into so much of this kind of casino gamified informational warfare that's blasted in your face well, well let's let's jump into the next story then because this is perfect we have this from globalnews.ca mps unanimously agree to urge feds to designate proud boys a terrorist entity so I see a lot of tweets from people saying, like, Canada just declared the Proud Boys were terrorists. Well, politically, the MPs kind of did, but there's been no official declaration from their federal government. They say, members of Canada's parliament have agreed to call on the federal liberal government to formally designate the Proud Boys a terrorist entity. The motion, introduced by NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, passed with unanimous consent in the House of Commons on Monday. The motion calls upon the government to use all available tools to address the proliferation of of white supremacists and hate groups, starting with the immediate designating the Proud Boys as a terrorist entity. The NDP has for weeks been calling on Trudeau and the liberals to ban the Proud Boys and designate the group a terrorist organization. The move comes after thousands of supporters of President Trump or, you know, storm the Capitol. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Members of the Proud Boys were reportedly present during the riot. Isn't Joe Biggs a Proud Boy? Um, I think so. 
Yeah, I don't know I don't, much. I, I, I think he is, but he got arrested. He got yep. arrested. So yep. so they were there. And Enrique Tarrio was supposed to be there, but he got arrested and they kicked right. him out of D.C. The federal government said it is considering designating the group as a terrorist entity. As Minister Blair has said, we strongly denounce ideologically motivated extremists, including groups like the Proud Boys, white supremacists, anti-Semitics, Islamophobic and misogynist groups. Mary Liz Power, a spokesperson for public safety, Minister Bill Blair told the Global News earlier this month, intolerance and hate have no place in our society. Think about what this means. How often do we see the Proud Boys go around and actually smash things up and destroy things and cause violence? Not really. It happens sometimes. Rarely, though. How often do we see it from Antifa? Designated Antifa. It just happened Antifa. last night in Portland. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened last Tacoma. night. Tacoma. <laughs> yeah. Tacoma, Washington. Yep. Smashing oh. up windows. And just when uh, Joe Biden got uh, inaugurated, they smashed up yeah, the Democrat headquarters, windows and everything, and destroyed it. And where's the FBI? I mean, I, I know in Canada, this is Canada we're talking about with the Proud Boys, but let's just talk about Antifa in general, because Antifa operates in Canada. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're in the Pacific Northwest, so they go yeah. up and down all the time. Do the Proud, Proud Boys even operate in Canada? I don't even know if they had Probably, a, have a branch like, there, personally, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's remarkable. They're, they're trying to claim... Like, what did they do in Canada? Like, I think the goal is they're desperately trying to redefine what white supremacy means, and I think they've, they've succeeded. There's no point in calling out the double standard. Okay, it's like all the time that conservatives are like, there's a double standard, it's obvious. Yeah, okay, dude, yeah. no, duh. The left knows this, they don't care, and you saying something does literally nothing because they're not going to stop. Now they're at the point where they've redefined white supremacy, white supremacy is totally redefined in media, and now, because they've redefined it, they can now claim the Proud Boys are white supremacists, even though their chair is yeah. literally not right. white. From what I understand about the Proud Boys, there's a lot of things not to like about the group, but racism and white supremacy is not yeah. one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But the real concern, too, is that when they're designating things terrorist groups, that's a precursor to infringing civil liberties. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. justification for surveillance, for limiting speech. And that is something you got to watch against because that's how authoritarianism creeps in. They've actually started to do something similar in the U.S. here after the Capitol attack. Tulsi Gabbard has come out and warned against this. Don't let them use the Capitol attack as an excuse to expand the national security state and crack down on civil liberties. To be be fair, I think Rashida Tlaib did as well. She did. I'm a huge critic of her, but I was like, okay, Rashida, go off, queen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right on. I agree 100%. I won't say that very often, but... They need to magnify the threat to, of course, get what they want and that's more power more authority for them and you know if the proud boys did commit terrorism if there was a terrorist attack done by the proud boys yeah label them a terrorist organization but can you even tell me an act or or a single day where the proud boys did anything in canada that justifies well well, not not so much canada but there was that one time where that guy was walking out the street and he got shot oh wait that was antifa who shot and killed the the, the trump supporter Mm, sorry yes um there was the time the proud boy um Use the bike lock got, against someone's head, right? Got whacked with a with a with a retractable baton. I guess he. I it was guess those he, proud boys all in black with their faces. No, that was Antifa. Oh, that yeah. was Antifa. Yeah. But no, no. To be to be realistic, there was in New York when Antifa showed up to the Gavin McGinnis speech, and then the proud boys ran at Antifa, beat the crap out of them, and then started laughing about it and streaming it, and they went to prison for it. So even when they actually do, you know, it, the Proud Boys argue they didn't start the fight because Antifa was surrounding and harassing and Antifa did rob a guy who was leaving the event. <laughs> Still, if you're not like, let, don't don't swing, you know, defend. And if they if they start a fight, well, then I understand defending yourself and ending that fight. But you don't want to be the person starting the fight. Now, these guys went to jail. It's also because they cooperated with cops. The cops were like, what happened? Here's exactly what happened. They said, OK, gang violence, going to prison. Antifa refused to cooperate. Yeah. They're gone. They're safe. Now, I'll tell you how things get creepy. 
We're talking about Canada, right? Oh, this is going to have a, a direct and immediate impact on all of the Proud Boys in the United States. You know why? You guys know about the Five Eyes Spy Club, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke, I know you do, Ian. Yeah, I know. Brad? I've heard of it. I don't know, no. So we got, what do we got? Canada. Australia. Australia. New Zealand. New Zealand. The U.S. And what is it? South Africa? Uh, or the U.K.? The U.K. The United Kingdom, yes. The Five Eyes Spy Club. It's very clever. It's really simple. You see, spying on American citizens, actually against the Constitution, is illegal, right? You can't, in theory. In theory. No, no, but, but in a lot of ways, it's, it's, there's still some barriers. What happens if Canada spies on an American citizen? Oh. And then the U.S. says, hey, Canada, you know anything about Enrique Tarrio? You called him a terrorist. Are you spying on him? We are. Can we, can we look at that? Yes, you can. I see how this works. Yikes. Yep. yep. And it's been that way for a long time. It was actually, what was it? it was Edward Snowden, I think, who revealed a lot of this stuff. This, this manipulative, this circuitous game they play where, well, you can't spy on people in the U.S., but Australia can. There's probably still some restrictions on whether or not the U.S. is allowed to look at certain things and can be sued over. But look at what happened with Michael Flynn and unmasking. Well, in and, theory was the right And response. look at, there's probably so much more that we don't know about because people like Snowden don't get the pardon, right? And yeah, right. so there's so many whistleblowers that probably haven't come forward uh, because of that. So the surveillance state and the spying is always crazy, but it always is crazy because it's only like the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's mm-hmm. so much more there that we don't know about. And I wonder sometimes just how bad and how pervasive it oh, actually yeah, dude, is. Dude, hold on, hold on, hold on. What, what is it? You smoke bombs. Smoke bombs. Yes. So yes, we, we yes. went to an airsoft uh, uh, store mm-hmm. and we got some airsoft stuff. And, and some of it is just like the colored smoke. So for like signaling and, you know, I don't think it's really good for a smoke screen, is it? No, no it's, it's just like, for like signaling like a, your yeah, side or whatever. Yeah. For like 10 seconds. We didn't, we didn't post anything. Mm. Our ads were like dog food and stuff because, you know, Luke's got a dog. And then we were downstairs and the box on the shelf, no one mentioned it. No one talked about it. Nothing was going on. We didn't go to any stores. It's been weeks. Yep. And then Luke was like, should we try one out? Sure. Picks it up, throws it, and we sit there and we're like, meh, whatever. We go inside. Was it 20 minutes later? Yep. I check my phone and it's an advertisement for smoke bombs. What? Yeah. We didn't. But this is like, this is like the fifth time something like this has happened. Uh, so it's, uh, utterly, you know, if Facebook has that type of technology, imagine what the CIA has or other intelligence agencies. You know, the CIA, like the former head of John Brennan that compared libertarians, uh, as a part of nativists (laughs) as, as a threat to national security, as a threat to national democracy. Um, you know, there was this, uh, Twitter user, Spike Cohan, and he said, this, this stuck with me very much. He said, quote, a liber- um, a, a silver lining to the Biden administration labeling libertarians terrorist is that soon the CIA will probably start giving us money and weapons now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, this, yeah. this is my Spike Bohan, Spike Cohen, not my idea, but I'm like, that, that's prob- that makes <laughs> a lot of sense. Do. That's, if yeah. history repeats, that's exactly what's going to happen it's here. Hilarious. But we're seeing this kind of, you know, Dude. this term of white supremacy being vagued all the way to nativists, libertarians. Well, it's I, everything I don't like is racism, and yeah. then I don't have to engage in actual political argumentation. Exactly. But the losers there are the actual victims of racism, because right. when everything is racism, nothing is. Yeah. So it what it actually just undermines and dilutes the word, because real racism, that we literally would all agree, is horrible. And yeah. it obviously does still exist. But when they've just started becoming, ev- calling everything they don't like racism... Well, but you know why they're doing it? To win the argument. Because they're racist. <laughs> well, no, no, but but seriously... So you look at the efforts in California to repeal their Civil Rights Act and their Constitution. Yes, mm-hmm. they are racist. They want special laws for people based on race. We, who don't like racism, oppose that. Well, this is like Joe Biden. He said that he will be conditioning his COVID stimulus aid to specifically favor African-American that's, and different minority groups. That's illegal. That is a, It's definitely <laughs> illegal. But yeah. also, it's like, 
the opposite of American values, right? We right. want, a, or at least we used to want, equality under the law. And now they're like, actually, we want, we want inequality under the law, but woke. This, this spying thing reminds me of uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, where the bad guys, Hydra, develop an algorithm where they can target base, you know, people who are basically deviant. Mm-hmm. And then their plan is to just kill them all with these airships. That's what the movie's about. Right. So I have to wonder, Facebook, it has been reported, knows when you will poop. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 100%. How? So first, considering the power of their AI, I think the average person could just be like, yeah, I'd imagine their their their, their algorithms and artificial intelligence are, are strong enough to determine and make, make these predictions. But it's actually really simple. You have a pattern of behavior. They know where you work, right? You're in your house. Your phone location service is on. Every morning around 8 a.m., you leave and go to Starbucks where you work. They know then you leave Starbucks around noon and go to McDonald's. They know when you ate. They have general understanding of the average person's, you know, uh, um, you know, waste cycle after eating. But they also know when you enter uh, a room and stop moving. So they can actually now predict when you will be going to the bathroom. They know actually where you will eat before you do. So there's there's simple things that that, you know, these algorithms can find. If somebody let's let's say on your location services you went to uh, Salad Works or whatever I'm sure that's mm-hmm. place probably right, and they're like okay someone who ate leafy greens is more likely to do this tomorrow yeah, people don't realize these 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 simple things that are seemingly meaningless have a huge impact. Let's say they see that you've gone to um, an ice cream shop or whatever mm-hmm. they're gonna be like oh, okay tomorrow he's not gonna be feeling well because he's eating a bunch of sweets and candy. They can predict your behavior. Think about how simple it is. Look, if someone told me I went and got a whole bunch of Taco Bell last night, I'll be like, oh, you're going to be taking a dump for a long time. No offense, Taco Bell. Your food's good, but come on. That's when the premium advertisements come in after the Taco Bell. Now uh, people are going to get Taco Bell ads? Yes. No, no, but like if someone told you they went and ate a bunch of garbage fast food, you would immediately assume like your stomach's going to be screaming at you. Mm -hmm. Think about what an AI can, can discern based on all of these other things. I'd imagine the CIA knows what you yeah. will do before you do it. Yeah. It's like pre-crime. Especially almost. with all the selfies everyone keeps taking and photos of themselves. I mean, some people take like hundreds of photos, hundreds of photos of themselves. And I'm like, what, what do you think you're doing with that? You think there's, I mean. Oh, it's all being fed into these machines. Like this was another exactly. big story yep. that, that these selfies are automatically being scraped by MIT and other institutions to create artificial intelligence yeah. How do you, you, you know, you know, how they do the face morphing app. Mm-hmm. It's because they have everyone's faces and then they've like created an algorithm that tracks. Yeah. So why is it that no one cares when I talk to other people my age, right? Like yeah. other tw- people in their twenties and you tell them, you know, that Alexa, the FBI can hear you right now. They're like, LOL. Okay. They've grown up like that. Yeah. And I guess people really don't care. How do we make them care? I don't know. Uh, I don't think they ever will. It's, it, it depends on how much the government uses that power to overreach, but ultimately yeah. look, if look, if you're a criminal and you're at home and you say something about what you did and it's used as evidence, then you're a dumb criminal. Like you have right. there was there was actually a story where there was a murder, I guess, and someone had one of those fancy little Amazon devices and it recorded like everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, How? And oh, you know, it just uh ooh, I don't know, it must have been an accident. No, it's because it's recording <laughs> everything you say. In order to actually know you're talking to it. It has to have its microphone turned on all the time. Yeah. Now, they say they're not really tracking or anything. And maybe that's true, but I just kind of don't yeah. think it is. I think you'd have to be naive to think so. Well, this is the crazy thing. This has been happening for a very long time, even before Edward Snowden. I remember walking up to the head of the NSA and the CIA, General Hayden, and I asked him, hey, your NSA agents were caught 
uh, spanking it to people's private photos that through their text messages before Snowden. He was like, no, it doesn't. No, that never happened. I'm like, yes, it did. There was even mainline uh, mainstream news articles about this, and he lied right through his teeth. John Brennan, also another individual, former head of the CIA, lying through his teeth. And now he's bragging about Biden's intelligence agencies being laser focused on libertarians. And, let me, and it's absolutely insane. Let me tell you something crazy. Have you ever seen the photos of Mark Zuckerberg at work? Yep, and he's then got, you see his computer. Yep, he's got, tape, he's got tape over I've his been cameras. Reading Not like, just that, but, but also the, the, the microphone right, yep. also. But wait, there's more. So there's a phone. Uh, it's called the OnePlus 7 or something like that. And it has a manual mechanical camera. So the front-facing camera has to actually go, and like come out the top. Hmm. Most phones, the front-facing camera is just right there, always staring you in the face. You'll notice people like Zuckerberg will put tape over it. So my friend who has the OnePlus with the mechanical camera noticed that randomly on different websites, the camera would just open. Like, uh, what? Like, (laughs) but think about it. Think about it. That would freak you out, right? Right. Why doesn't it freak you out that you've got a camera on the front of your phone all the time and you never know when it's it's filming you? It's like if a kid is born into, okay, if there's like a flood, we would all be like, oh, there's a flood. We got to do something. But then if kids are born during the time while the flood's already happening, it's it's just normal. Yeah. Yeah. The New York Post also had an article uh, not so long ago, and their title was Covering Up the Camera Could Damage Your Laptop, Apple. Wow. And then below sure. it, all the comments are like, <laughs> nice try, Fed. <laughs> but, but this is, but, but we got to understand the larger implications here because we have a president, Joe Biden, who bragged, he openly bragged in 2001 about how he wrote the Patriot Act in 1994 and how it was right-wingers and libertarians who fought against it. I started, my video off started with him saying, look what I did. I did this. I created the Patriot Act. Now we're passing it through after 9-11. Now they're talking about working a new Patriot Act 2.0 that many prominent Democrats are bringing forward that will give them even more surveillance power than they already have. Already, NSA agents were caught spanking it to your private text messages and your private photos now they want even more i mean what's next literally taking your girlfriend and and you know doing oh god yeah i mean what's next what is next the thing is though when they get these powers they say it's for one thing and they do it for another thing so with the patriot act they said it was for terrorism you look back at the data i don't know exactly it's like 97 percent drug cases yeah so they get these powers in the name of terrorism or whatever they label it and that probably in at least in 9-11 sure was a real thing but then they know that they're going to use these powers for all sorts of things to just screw over the little guy as they literally find Finance the terrorist, right? Literally. So, so it's like, how, how can I trust the guys that are that are shipping in Toyota trucks, all the latest ammunitions, all the latest night vision gear, all the latest armory that, equipment, but, possibly to ISIS, Al Qaeda, and Al Nusra, telling me that they're fighting terrorism well, and they, I need to give up my freedoms because of Al Qaeda, Al Nusra, oh, and ISIS. But you have to admit, yeah. it was really funny to see ISIS driving around in that truck with the Detroit plumbers <laughs> like phone number on it. You ever see that? No. Yes. So there's like a video of like ISIS guys in a truck and the truck says like, you know, Jim Bob's plumbing Detroit with a phone number and people are like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's because, you know, the U.S. is sending it over there. Yeah. We're, we're also, we were also talking about getting a, a 50 cal and I was, lo- I was actually looking at the history of the Beretta 50 cal and it became prominent because the CIA bought it and were literally giving it to Al Qaeda to fight the Russians. Oh like, God! Like yes. Handgun, handgun yeah. 50 cal. No, 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 no. The the fifty cal, the Philly, uh, the fifty cal. Uh, Isn't a Desert Eagle fifty caliber? No, uh, no, no. We're talking about the the like anti-material, anti, yes, anti-tank yes, yeah, guns. That, that one like specifically that. that we're yeah. you know, thinking about. I'm uh, purchasing. reading a little. Bit
little bit about spy satellites. There's been some great leap forward in the great leap forward. Was that a that was a communist Mao thing? Wasn't yes, it? The great that leap was in China. So there's been some great leaps forward in spy satellite tech. Um, they can they have this thing called the Capella Two, which can use radio beams to pulse through your building and measure energy inside the building. They say that, that you can't actually record people inside their building yet, but uh, they may have been measuring your smoke bombs outside Dude. and been like, oh, so they heard you on the Amazon machine. Your phone was triangulating that you were at the airsoft store, and then radio telescopes Dude. are seeing the smoke clouds. I don't come think up. they'll they, do all that listen, to sell an ad. They I don't have, think they, they would lasers. either, but have, I don't think they wouldn't. They have lasers that they can point at a window, and then the words you say vibrate on the glass, and they can listen. Yeah, I've heard that they can listen yeah. through your house from yeah. space. Yeah. Well, I don't know about from space. Maybe. From, from I wouldn't be surprised. Like... You have to imagine the stuff we know about is nothing compared to what they right. actually. Right, this is the stuff they finally revealed on in December of twenty twenty. I mean, I mean, but but also think about like we're talking about what Facebook can do. Wow, I wonder what the the feds and the CIA can do. It's like, dude, they don't have to do much. You're walking around with a microphone and a camera yeah. and yeah. a tracking device they, all day. They, they know coordinate where you are. with Facebook, with Amazon, and with like you know Boston Dynamics and other Capella. These companies. These you know, companies to get you know, all the I'll, text to work together. I'll tell you, no one's going to care until people like as long as people are fat, they're happy. You know what mm. I mean? You give people food and you're not going to get a revolution. It's, I, I just don't see it. You know what I mean? Like you're, you might get for whatever reason, these people storming the Capitol thinking there's a revolution going on. But like, I think what what we've seen in many instances, for the most part, people have to be in, in real dire straits where they feel desperate and nothing can solve this problem. But as long as people are being fed, they'll sit around and just eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not really scared. Well, they yeah, feel like right. they have nothing else to hide, but it, they better hope they never piss off anybody powerful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's how this goes. It, it's yeah. it's never the well-off and well-connected who have to worry about the government infringing on their rights or screwing them over. No, it's going to yeah. be the little guy. And they, it, it might be too late at that point. I mean, actually, I, I disagree a little bit. Uh, it's, it's, if you're in the club, you're in the club. But there are probably some people who, up, who gain upward mobility, and that's when you're in trouble. Do they need to remove you before if you get it? Uh, if you go up the wrong way, yeah. Like if you're if you're a Joe the plumber, why would they care? They're gonna be mm -hmm. like, I don't know. If they need a patsy, I guess. But then it's like a lottery tickets chance they frame you or whatever. I just don't see that. What I what I do see is they're gonna be they're gonna be keeping a hard eye on anybody who might gain too much power and threaten their club and their you know the upper elite yeah, and all that stuff. I mean that's what Bill Benny. Well, uh, well look at Trump. Yeah. Well, Bill Benny. Bill Benny said this a long time ago. He was he was at. Uh, the intelligence agencies saying, why are we collecting data on everyone, everything? Why are we catching this vast net and losing ourselves in it when we could do strategic spying on actual jihadis, on actual threats that pose a danger to the American people? But we're not doing that. We're not effective at stopping any terrorism at all because we're collecting as much as we can. What are we going to be doing I, I, with I, all I, of that data? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you exactly what happened. So there's Bill Benny. He's an NSA, it was NSA whistleblower, right? Uh, yes. And he's, and he's, he's, he's talking mm -hmm. to some guys like, isn't it weird, you know, that we're, we're not actually stopping any terror. And the guy laughs and goes, Bill, it's because we do it. And then Bill <laughs> goes, wait, what? And the FBI guy goes, wait, what? And then they just <laughs> throw him out of the building. Like, oh, he wasn't supposed to know that, was he? Well, he retired. And then, of course, he faced, you know, the prosecution uh, for whistleblowing and revealing yep. that the government was spying on every little thing you were doing. This was way before Snowden, these yep. revelations. He was like, I was telling you they could do this, but he didn't have the hard documents. He's been saying they spy on every phone call. They know exactly what you're doing all the time. He went through the official chain of command and whistleblowed officially, and they still went after him. 
and they still heard him. You know, and it took Edward Snowden literally taking the documents, releasing them to Glenn Greenwald, and getting them out there to the world. And uh, there's still a lot of questions about right. where's the rest of the documents as well. So right, think right. Of, think about this: if this is what the U.S. government is doing, what is China doing? Yeah. What yeah. are they doing with TikTok? <laughs> yeah. What are they doing with all the data they have on Americans? They're because, watching you poop. Right. They're they're probably doing more than that. They're probably watching you to create blackmail files on everybody that's going to end up working for the government. Mm-hmm. And right, uh, and so r- they can shake you down. And right now, there's like an NSA guy, an FBI, and a CIA guy, and they're all watching this podcast with like popcorn. I'm like, yeah, it's totally right about China. You know? <laughs> like that's a good point, but they're not watching the show on YouTube. They're watching through our phone cameras. <laughs> Luke made a really good point. Are you watching uh, Tim Cassidy? Well, yeah, but I, I'm assigned to Ian, so... It's funny, there's a meme about my FBI agent. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, people... like It's a joke. It's like, ha ha, we know what's happening and we don't care. Eventually, you know, you know I, I think the, the main issue is, is whether or not they abuse the power. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cranking it to someone's girlfriend or something and getting caught doing it. Which they did. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's, 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 are they actually going to infringe on your life? I feel, I care about it, but I feel overwhelmed as if we're in an avalanche that's going down the mountain and we're in the snow, like, ah, like, I care that there's an avalanche, but I'm not concerned with stopping the avalanche right now. But I'm Ian, concerned Ian, with surviving. It's all about positive mental attitude. Okay. So we're in the avalanche, right? I'll and, just uh, will the avalanche to stop. No, 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 no. It's, all these people are screaming. I'm just sitting back as the avalanche goes down and I'm chilling. It's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you're skydiving and like you realize your parachute's down, you're like, well, at least I get to enjoy myself. Wee. <laughs> so we know the avalanche is going to go off the cliff and R- we're all doomed. Ride but the avalanche. That could yeah, be another shirt. Just surf it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't stop where yeah. the avalanche is going, but you can throw down your board and just cruise yeah. while you can. And huh? there's this thought that maybe I'm we kidding, can stop the, the avalanche. <laughs> Or, or redirect the avalanche? No, I think because that's if, any, if anyone becomes a threat to, to derailing the narrative, derailing the agenda that's set for you, the NSA, the FBI, with their predictive programming algorithms, with their pre-crime technology, could figure that out. They could say, oh, they're, he's growing in popularity. He's getting a lot of followers. He's reaching a You're, big mass of people. We need to intervene because he's heading towards a trajectory towards actually making some substantial changes yeah, in our government. Yes, yeah, stop You're overthinking immediately. It. You're overthinking it. They don't need to do that because they have their shills and their useful idiots already. Which brings me to the next story. Oh. Yahoo News. 100 plus Politico staffers send letter to CEO railing against publishing Ben Shapiro. And this is an example. So, so what we're just talking about is that if you if you're starting to become too influential, too powerful, they'll come after you, try and take you down. If what you're saying goes against the established narrative, they will try and stop you. Ben Shapiro is fairly mainstream conservative, so he's not that right. threatening. But there are many people and they've been banned. Parler, for instance, Parler is a threat to the narrative banned. Now, Ben Shapiro is still not perfectly aligned. So he's just outside where they want the narrative to be. Here's what happens. Yeah, uh, Yahoo says. More than 100 Politico staffers signed onto a letter to publisher Robert L. Britton expressing disgust with allowing right-wing firebrand Ben Shapiro to guest author one day's edition of the playbook and with the outlet's subsequent handling of the fallout. Earlier this month, the Beltway news outlet handed over the keys to its signature news product to Shapiro, a talk radio host and pundit who has long been one of the most controversial voices in right-wing media. Mm, that's actually 100% not true. In right-wing media... Ben Shapiro is not controversial at all. He's actually fairly I mean, mainstream. All, yeah, well, I was going to say, with all due respect, tepid. Like, you're not turning on Ben Shapiro and hearing some ranting lunatic calling for insurrection. You're hearing a guy giving his opinion, and it's a like, lawyer. 
Yeah, he's a lawyer, and it's just right. very much like, oh, that was a good point, Ben. Yeah. And it's very normal. But the worst thing about this is that it's journalists doing it to me. I can <laughs> no. say this as a no, journalist. They're not journalists. It's, okay, they're people but who call I, themselves right. journalists. <laughs> and if you're a journalist and you don't believe in open debate and free speech and you think other people's ideas make you unsafe, right? You are not a journalist. Learn to code. Do something else because you do not belong <laughs> in this. Look, I'm going to get banned for that. Yeah, yeah, yep. But it's seriously, it's sick. I mean, these people have come to see ostensibly neutral outlets like Politico is not supposed to be a left-wing thing. It's not supposed to be Jacobin, right? As their zones where even just a momentary one-day intervention of a conservative voice violates their safe space, makes them feel betrayed by the institution they work for. That is diagnostic of a sick mentality. Well, here's what they say. According to multiple Politico insiders familiar with the situation, the letter to Al Britain, All Britain, criticized the decision to publish Shapiro, claiming it had demoralized a substantial portion of the newsroom, <laughs> but also railed against the response to criticism offered by editor-in-chief Matt Kaminsky. It's an internal matter and will be handled as such, a political spokesperson told the Daily Beast. During a combative meeting on January 14th, the day of Shapiro's publication, the top editor defended the editorial decision to irate staffers by claiming, mischief-making has always been a part of Politico's secret sauce. We were an upstart. Some of that sensibility is always going to be a part of this publication. The staff letter sent last week to All Britain maintained that Kaminsky had not appropriately apologized for his responses. <laughs> Additionally, referencing an email he sent to staff on January 15th, which was obtained and reviewed by the Daily, v Daily Beast. The top editor expressed regret for his initial response about making mischief, but reiterated that publishing Shapiro was part of his hopes to experiment and mix things up. And that's why they don't like it. Because I'm sure there were a lot of new conservatives who came to Politico and liked what they were seeing. And there were probably some moderates who heard an opinion they hadn't heard before. But let me tell you why this is all BS. It's very, very simple. Remember when there was a collective scream that we all could physically hear when Tom Cotton wrote an op-ed saying, send in the troops? Mm -hmm. It was like one day I just heard, a, and I was like, what's happening? I opened my window. I could hear it everywhere. I was all, all of these leftists screaming in news media, by the way about how awful it was that they dared publish this in the New York Times. Send in the troops, Tom Cotton said, to end the riots in Portland. And uh, then they sent in 25,000 troops to Washington, D.C. to prevent an insurrection. Oh, but that's different. That's okay. Now they're all happy. Now they're all like, well, it's good that we have our security here. They're keeping us safe. Apparently, Nancy Pelosi requested crew manned machine guns in a Jeez. civilian. Yes, this is, uh, um, was it Ken Cuccinelli? I think he yeah. said this. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a remarkable in a civilian town in a city. I know this federal jurisdiction reported. I should say Ken Cuccinelli said she requested this of them. Could you imagine what would happen if a bunch of unarmed Trump supporters, well, some of them were armed, but a large group of angry Trump supporters were like waving Trump flags and like shaking a fence. And then Nancy Pelosi was like, use the crewman machine guns. <laughs> and they start going, do, 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 do. there's civilian buildings nearby. You can't do that in a city. Are you nuts? <laughs> so apparently they were like, no, no, we don't do that here. Like, that's not how things go. Where's the outcry from the left now? So they're complaining about Ben Shapiro. No, it's not fair. You're publishing him. But we know their their complaints are BS. It's, there's no conservative they would accept. I mean, right. unless a conservative that's just going to confirm all their beliefs and go totally Jennifer never Trump Rubin. and become Jennifer yeah. Rubin, you know, Max yeah, Boot. Yeah. But here's the thing that bothers me, too. It's not even that they were objecting to the content of what he wrote. They were objecting to just him as a person <laughs> yeah. being allowed to speak in that platform because of like tweets from 2007 or something right. that, that upset them. It would be actually at least something we could fight against and debate if they were saying that column was bad and shouldn't have been published. No one cares about – none of these people freaking out about it could tell you what he wrote. 
Most of them didn't even read it, I would bet. I don't even know what he It was about impeachment. Uh. It was about saying, well, here's why Senate Republicans aren't going to support impeachment. I talked to them. They tell me this. It was not even very opinionated. He said Democrats you overplayed that his wife their was hand. A no, <laughs> he might have. But <laughs> my wife's a doctor. Right. And the funny thing is, he does have a style that can be, uh, like you said, kind of combative. But he's very mainstream. He's yeah. not. He's not the razor firebrand that you'd think these people couldn't handle. If they're they can't handle is. him, there's no one they can handle. Right. But but the problem is that they frame their opposition to him as a matter of safety, and that will never stop bothering me. Ben Shapiro's ideas make other people unsafe. Well, then you, there's something wrong with you. You're not an adult. You need to return to fifth grade and develop the emotional stability of a grown human being but you know man i I read this story a long time ago about this family that was on a beach and then it was like it was a dad his wife and they're like two kids and then all of a sudden they saw a large black wolf walking down the beach and they panicked and they swam out to this rock that was like you know 20 30 feet out and they huddled together on it shaking dripping wet for warmth as the wolf paced back and forth and it was like this harrowing experience the man had recounted and I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I wonder what would have happened 200 years ago. Would he have pulled out his, like, flintlock pistol and his sword and said, protect the kids! Bang! And then, like, drew his sword to protect them from the wild beast? Or would they have hidden and, and shivered? And imagine back in the day when we were faced with these very serious challenges and men literally walked around armed all the time. Something like that probably wouldn't have happened. If it was a couple hundred years ago, well, let's, let's say even 100 years ago, they probably would have had a gun on his belt, you know, when he was, and he probably would have just shot the thing or something like that. Now, today's day and age, you still have circumstances where a dude who lives out in the middle of nowhere with his family is going to be armed. But what I, what the point I'm bringing up is like, I read that story and I thought to myself, like, would that, would like, are we gradually just getting weaker and more scared of everything? I think the answer is yes. And this story is a perfect example. Ben Shapiro's opinions now make you unsafe. So, you have these colleges where they say things like that, you know, you, their speech is violence. Like right. they literally now think the, but think about it. You have these kids who grow up where they get participation trophies, where no one's allowed to pick on them or insult them in any way. And then they actually, they pay, they probably fe- feel real physical pain they can't deal with when someone calls them like a stupid doo-doo head. They're like, oh, it hurts. I've never experienced this pain before. It feeds into itself, yeah. right? Because if you start not being exposed to different ideas or different opinions, you don't ever develop the thick skin. And then it just becomes more and more out of control to the point where they, because the thing is, when they can frame other people's speech as violence or endangering their safety, Safety, that is the the necessary precursor they have to get to logically yes. argue they should be allowed to shut down that speech preemptively. Because if it's just really offensive, most people won't agree they should be able to shut it down. Well, to bypass the First Amendment. But right, they, exactly. They didn't even do that here. They said that this demoralized the newsroom. And most of their complaint was this, the, with this Good. guy who said that part of what Politico did was cause mischief. So they're not even saying that it was making them feel like they're how, in danger. How pathetic was it? How pathetic was it to even claim having Ben Shapiro write an op-ed was mischief? It's not. It's really not. He's a mainstream, high-profile, prominent conservative, one of the biggest podcasts in the world. It was it's boilerplate, not- too, the actual article. <laughs> the article was not controversial. He's written some controversial yeah, things, sure. right? It wasn't like he was writing about trans issues. It wasn't like he was writing about abortion. He was explaining Senate Republicans' rationale on impeachment. <laughs> it's like you said, they were objecting to him. Yes. He could have walked in and said, hey, I'm Ben Shapiro, and they would have went like, oh, they let him in the building. And they would all scream, and like one guy jumps out the window. Ah, and then he's like, okay. <laughs> 
But I will say it only helps him, right? It's like yep. it is an example of like they only confirm everything he says about the liberal media when they do stuff like this. And they don't seem to realize that they're just making – they're yep. proving his point. And they're only propping him up. That's another thing we have to understand here. Like this is this is backfiring and lucky, luckily it is because sometimes it doesn't and they get their way. But we can't give, uh, give our way to these people that are, I think, clinically insane. I mean if you're at a point in life where hearing words makes you – feel pain what's what's wrong with you and and again i keep reminding people one of the most important powers you have as a human being is the power of your reaction i got i i I gotta i gotta add to this you know just to say i'm 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 not a long time gun person you know i I always tell the story in january of last year i was like i don't want any guns in my house now we got a bunch luke's talking about buying a 50 count i was like yeah okay so we like guns and uh i remember seeing that story from the journalist who claimed he got ptsd from firing an ar-15 you ever I'm seen, sorry. Yeah. yeah. What? Who did he write with? Was it, I think yeah. it was ABC. I'm not sure. He fired an AR, and I, I what, 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 what? It was, it was probably like five, five, five six. six. Yeah. And he claimed that he got PTSD from shooting it. He could feel the shock wave, and it hurt his arm and all that. And I'm like, here's what's funny, because it's something I didn't understand until I actually experienced it. Game load for a shotgun when you're hunting turkeys has more recoil, is a bigger explosion than an AR-15. So when like when we went to the range and we had bird shot, I'm like, man, you can feel that bird shot. And then when you're firing the AR, it's like actually not that much at all relative. So if this guy is getting PTSD from an AR-15 complaining, it's like it's a weapon of war and he could he was traumatized from it. I'm like, well, heaven forbid you have to hunt a turkey. (laughs) It was was the Daily News. The title was what is it like to fire an AR-15? It's horrifying, menacing, and very, very loud. <laughs> 2016. By Gersh Kuntzman. Fittingly named. Uh, <laughs> 2016. And the first uh, headline here, it says, It felt to me like a bazooka and sounded like a cannon. He said, and, he said the explosions, loud like a bomb, gave me a temporary form of PTSD. For at least an hour after firing the gun just a few times, I was anxious and irritable. That's kind of offensive <laughs> to PTSD victims. Uh, yes. yes. Very much so. My, my favorite image that people have posted on this as a meme is a little girl with a pink shotgun shooting. <laughs> She's great. I think she has her own like tw- uh, Instagram page where she does when she does competitive shooting. I was thinking... Uh, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Look, there was an update on the story. It says, many people have objected to my use of the term PTSD in the above story. The use of this term was in no way meant to conflate my very temporary anxiety with the very real condition experienced by many of our brave men and women in uniform. I regret the inarticulate use of the term to describe my in-the-moment impression of the gun's firepower and apologize for it. I have also posted a follow-up piece here. Oh, did he? That's exactly what it meant. He says, yeah. that's not what I meant. That's exactly yeah, what it he meant. He was terrified. <laughs> yeah. To gun lovers, you can't even have an opinion on assault rifles unless it's theirs. Here's the proof. Bro. He, okay, he says the gun debate is over. When's this article from? It's from uh, June 15, 2016. In all my years in journalism, coming up on 30, I have never received so much angry mail as I did after yesterday's story. What it's like to fire an AR-15. Bro, it's because you, you take a turkey hunting. Sh- listen, if you were hunting pheasants or squirrels, there would be a bigger recoil than your AR-15. That's the craziest thing. I've asked all these dudes who are like, we're at the range, and I'm like, what do you think? And they're like, that guy's nuts. Like, what's the what's the weakest possible interpretation of using a gun? Hunting squirrel. And he's gonna have he's gonna have like game load or birdshot, and it's gonna be facing more pain but from like, that. He's untrained too, so it's like what it's like to to hit a baseball that's being thrown 100 miles an hour from someone that's untrained. It's gonna be terrifying. They might get hit by the ball. It I, might break I, their. Ian, can but, we take you shooting? 
Yeah, sure. Let's go this. <laughs> let's go this weekend. And I think he has been big... shooting. He fired. Yeah, he, the, he fired yeah. the four ten out of the governor. Ah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. together. Yes, yes. You you yeah. fired the shotgun shells, right? Yeah. So the uh, it's it's not like a big shotgun shell, but four ten bore out of the the revolver. It's 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 you know it's it's pretty big. I'd say it's way uh, way. I thought it was going to be way more kickback than what it, it was. If you're prepared right. for it and you have a grip yeah. and you're focused, it's not. It's yeah. very. Good doesn't this, doesn't this tell you how out of touch journalists are with the people? Yeah. They cover. It, yes. it would be so interesting to go into one of these newsrooms and actually, if you could get them to be honest, right? The Daily News, the New York Times. How many people own a gun and actually know the true answer to that? How many None. voted for a Republican? Maybe there's like a janitor there. That, or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? To, to see how many people of you, how many of you go to church? How many of you uh, are pro-life? Any of these issues where it's like the public is split, but the institutions that cover them are so dominated by one side. How can anyone think, even if they were well-intentioned, which I don't really believe anymore, even if they were well-intentioned, I don't see how they could cover a population like that. The funny thing is they say this and they, they acknowledge this in terms of diversity on the skin surface level. They're saying a newsroom with no black people can't cover America fairly, which maybe that's not true, but they at least acknowledge it in that capacity. They don't acknowledge the same thing for actual ideas right. yep. and actual perspectives and experiences. Yeah. You reminded me of that Huffington Post picture where they took a photo of, of their editorial board when <laughs> one day it was all women and it was just a whole bunch of white women. Yeah. And everyone's like, look at how diverse we are. And I'm like, wait, what are you well, talking about? Well, no, no. About? They said, they said it, was, it was something like, what do you notice about our board? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. like a bunch of women. It was all women. And then someone was like, there's, there's, it's all white people. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Huffington Post doesn't hire black people, and then they had to like apologize or something. Oh, oh, wait, actually, that reminds me of something. Huffington Post opinion, I think it was actually publicly uh, they released. So I used to pitch op eds in a job that I was in, and the editor there released like data about the percentage of minority authors we published, the percentage of trans authors that we published, and they promised to do better next year. They're like, we will actively ensure that we publish more black people, more trans people. And it's like, so you're just openly admitting that you're not going to publish the best articles. You're going to ask people, so are you trans, by the way? I need to know so I can know whether to run this this or not. This is a really great op-ed, but um, who do you like banging? Right. Uh, Can you publish my opinion? I don't know. Do you like dick or do you like... (laughs) Like the equality of outcome versus the equality of opportunity. So like if they publish more people that created a love of all humans to work together as opposed to published more black people and more women that maybe would even cause divert like diversion, you know, cause what would you call it? Like hate. I don't even, I can't even think of the word cause I don't like it in my, in my lexicon. Yeah. Division. So you could have a bunch of white guys that create a, a, a space where everyone comes together, or you could have a black guy and a white woman and a, and an African or whatever all, creating a situation where people hate each other listen, it doesn't listen. matter who they are they're never going to publish enrique tario when they say they want more black writers they're not talking about enrique or candace owens or the hodge twins they're talking about social justice activists who agree with them when they're talking about diversity they're not talking about bringing on people with different ideas they're talking about people who look different but have the exact same ideas well and if they don't have the same ideas then you ain't black Right. Yes. That's Joe Biden for you. Right. <laughs> so it's not it's not Impressive. only just or it's like Peter Thiel. Right. The, the LGBT media wrote about him that he's not actually a gay man. He just has <laughs> sex with other men because what? he endorsed Trump. Dude, that's literally an article that was published in, in The Advocate, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is supposed to be a gay rights magazine. <laughs> man, it's it's the, the, the look saying double standard and hypocrisy has become redundant at this point. It's something special and new. It's just like what's the what's what's a. 
you you have logic and you have like math and you have formula. What's the opposite? Like abstract absurdity, absurdism. You, you know, have, it's it's uh, it's articles that are meant to make no sense on purpose. You know, it's like it's like the art. You know, when you look at art, it's like you have like a beautiful like we have a, we have a, we have a picture over there, and it's like a beautiful like aurora borealis, and there's a lake, and that's like a real thing. You know, mm-hmm. realism. And then what's 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 the art called where the abstract? Faces are? Yeah, abstract art. That's what it is. It's abstract. It's modernism, yeah. it's, it's abstract politics. Right. It's meaningless. And it's meant to be like, that's not possible, a possible thing. Your ideas are, are nonsensical. They're like, perfect, they're like perfect little establishment slave ninnies that are used to push the agenda and the narrative of controlling people and getting rid of people's freedoms. And they use it over issues and they use it over these talking points and these buzzwords that absolutely have no meaning. Just like in 1984, Orwellian speak is becoming more and more of a reality. Yes, yes. But look what people do with freedom. In New York, they bought too large of sodas. So Michael Bloomberg had to put a punitive tax on it so that people would stop buying too large of sodas. Michael Bloomberg used his freedom to put a ban on other people's sodas. Yes. Yeah. See, you're trying to curtail Michael Bloomberg's freedom? That, that SOB had me arrested. <laughs> I have a long history with him, by the way. Uh, Didn't you yell he's, at him? He's a dirty, dirty politician. He promised to help out the first responders and the not 11 first responders, police officers, firefighters, medics, military men who were sick and dying after 9-11 told me, hey, he's promising to, to give us this funding and support this bill if you personally, Luke, stop harassing him. What? And confronting him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you want to get into this story, but I, 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 every time he did a radio show, every time he did a ribbon cutting, every time he did a gala, every time he did a public event, I was on him like white on rice, confronting him and asking him, like, you're cutting support. He said that first responders were sick because of PTSD and not the actual, uh, you know, um, what was it? Uh, that, that dust that creates asbestos. Uh, asbestos. Yeah. 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 He said is, oh, it's not the asbestos in the air that's, that's hurting all these first responders and rescue workers. It's PTSD. There was, there- uh, it's it's yeah. psychosomatic that yeah. you can't breathe. No, yeah, I worked, yeah, yeah. dude. I worked there. Yeah. No, was, trust the me. Air there was, there was a police officer who died that he called the not a hero, James Sedroga, and I was God. on him. I was like, "What are wow. you doing? Cutting funding from these incredibly important individuals that came to New York City on not eleven at Ground Zero to rescue people, and now they're being even denied basic health benefits that they had in their contract." So I was on Bloomberg because I knew many of these guys. A lot of them were my friends. A lot of them were... Bloomberg never funded it. A first responder organization came to me, the John Feelgood Foundation, and they said, look, Luke, we just got a call from the mayor's office. He's telling us that Bloomberg's running for a re-election. We, he wants you to stop questioning him at every press conference. He wants you to stop uh, calling into all of his radio shows. If you leave him alone for his re-election, he will give us this bill, right? Uh, I did. And I went to other gala events and I covered other, uh, you know, uh, book signings, and other ribbon, ribbon cuttings where he was at. I just kind of gave him a side eye, but I didn't do anything. And I kept my word to the first responders, even though I told them that Bloomberg was going to lie. Bloomberg gets reelected for a third term. One of the first thing he does is he cuts medical benefits for thousands of not alone first responders. Uh, they call me back, this particular organization. They're like, Luke, he lied. He screwed us over. <gasps> I'm like, I told you so. Imagine I went shot. to confront him, and literally they had <laughs> NYPD intelligence, a specific branch, waiting for me as I'm going up the escalator to one of the gala events. And they're like, Radowski, you're coming with us. I'm like, what? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm going outside. They grabbed me, held me down. I'm like, I want to go. I want to leave. They're like, no, you're not leaving. They came back with 15 police officers, and they said, Luke, huh, we told you to leave. Why didn't you leave? 
I'm like, yeah, I got it here on camera that you told that you, you told me I can't leave. Took away the camera, threw me in jail. The police officers were fans, so they 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 were literally like taking me out and giving me smokes and out of the jail cell. <laughs> NYPD intelligence came down, made sure to send me down to Central Bookings for three days. Wow! During the weekend, even though it was a criminal trespassing charge that went on for two years, found not innocent, but that was one of the reasons that the Canadian government used to ban me from Canada for ten years because they said I had a criminal arrest record so, according to the FBI. What you're saying is yeah. that you confessed to committing a crime. No, uh, I didn't commit, <laughs> commit anything. But um, you know, the 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 you know, I, I was never found guilty. They dropped the charges. Interesting. But uh, Bloomberg is one of the dirtiest, nastiest politicians. And isn't out it there. crazy that the Democrats are fine with it because he gives them yeah, money? Exactly. Like when he ran for president, people finally talked about it a little, but mostly conservatives. This dude has the longest history of racism and sexism yeah. and Me Too and misogyny. Mm-hmm. I mean, he literally did the stop and frisk. Where it's like, all right, you look black, get up against the wall, let the police he's, he's you know, on violate your but, civil oh, liberties. There's, exactly. there's a record of him arguing with people about why how it's right to racially profile right and this guy was running on the democratic ticket and he had support yes because he had the checks that's really it's it's a surface level commitment to all of this diversity stuff because ultimately they knew that they needed him to beat trump so they decided whatever all our standards are flexible it's amazing that he 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 like look there are arguments for stop and frisk i don't agree i think it's a fourth amendment violation but there are arguments about you go where the crime is. I've heard that before. It's like, well, if there's crime happening there, then we go there to try and stop it. He didn't even do that. Like, there's an actual argument for people say, like, well, where are they supposed to go to the wealthy areas? No, Bloomberg literally said, but that's what the criminals look like. Like, no. oh, dude, yeah. what? I mean, I was in New York City during stop and frisk, and there was a number of occasions where even I was grabbed up, thrown against the wall by some disrespectful NYPD officers that were rude, that were antagonizing. I got beat up by them, uh, you know, previously before on a separate incident when I was younger. And they just, they just, again, just came up on you and they started grabbing you all in your personal, you know, parts. And I, I can't even describe what they, they did, you know, a number of instances, but this is the, this is what they were trying to normalize. Government agents walking up to you on the street as you're doing your business, throwing you against your wall, insulting you and putting your, their hands down your pants. That's crazy. Cause if yeah. that had gotten federal traction, I mean, that's like massively totalitarian. Yeah. But that's what these elitists, that's what a lot of these billionaires, that's what a lot of these people call for. That's what they want because it gives them ultimate power. It gives them something that, uh, of course, they can't get enough of, just like money. It's, 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 you know, like people reach a certain level where they have so much money, they, they, they only could focus on having more money no matter how much they have. So the same goes for power. It's, it's an addictive substance, just like attention Let's- is. And it's something that needs to be addressed against these megalomaniac psychopaths, which are in Washington, D.C. Let's talk about government power spending with this next story from the Daily Mail revealed Fauci is America's highest paid federal employee on four hundred and seventeen thousand six hundred and eight dollar salary after joking in interview with Matt McConaughey that he was just a government worker on a government salary. So uh, how do I get one of those government salaries? Gosh, they say Fauci is the nation's highest paid federal employee, raking in 417,000 in 2019, which is the latest year that federal salary data is available. He made more than the president's $400,000 a year salary. Excuse me. In 2019, he also made more than Mike Pence, who outranks Fauci in authority and made $235,100 in salary, as well as Dr. Deborah Burks, who made 305000 If Fauci remains in this position and doesn't get a raise, he'll make $2.5 million from 2019 through 2024. 
I don't know why they picked those years, but I guess it's because of the next term. Data shows that the highest federal employees were medical and dental officers. Why are we paying? Look, I, look, I, you can talk about Dr. Fauci and his right or wrong and lockdowns and all that stuff. But why are we paying these people so much money? And it's, it's not just about Fauci. It's about just all of these people in general getting hundreds of thousands of dollars from the taxpayer for what? Because the, they're friends with the people that make the rules, that, ah. that, that dole out the finance, and it's free money for them because it's tax money. They don't have to know us yep. to take our money. They just get it. So that's funny, though, because I'm actually – I thought those numbers would be even worse because at the state and local level, like at the university level, a university president, at least at where I went, UMass, makes north of $650,000, right? The basketball coach at UMass, which sucked and lost most of its games, made a million dollars when wow. I was there. Made more than the president, and these are all government employees. Made more than the governor of Massachusetts. It's a public. Yeah, they're all. These are all taxpayer funded, and so if you listen, if you can't succeed in in business, go to government, and it, because they actually, the funny thing about government is how they advance and how they do raises is not based on merit. It's literally just based. All right, all right. I'll say this: tax money going to these people to pay them exorbitant salaries is theft. Yep. There we yes. go. Yeah. <laughs> I've been working on you for a while. We did it, folks. Yes. Yeah, celebrate. Tim finally well, cause, admitted it. Because <laughs> the, I think the idea of taxing is fine. The problem is when the government's corrupt, then it's not being used for what it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be used for. You can make all, these argument, all the arguments in the world that I hear from the left about taxes are good. It's like paying a subscription to receive the roads and the safety and the, and the clean water. And I'm like, sure, if that's what it was used for, am I supposed... Look, I got no problem with taxes. The pro, the pro, I have no problem with the concept of paying taxes. The, the problem I have is how much is going to blow up kids? How much is going to pay this, this dude's salary for the basketball team, which is point... <laughs> like, what's the, what, why are you getting a million dollars? But that's the thing is, in concept, that makes sense. But government is always going to be corrupt. Show yeah. me the government that isn't corrupt. Government power, centralized yeah. power, by its very nature, corrupts. Even good people, though good people are usually not drawn to high office and running for power. It, this is public choice theory in economics. It self-selects for the people that are the most ambitious and most ruthless. They're the only ones that can get to the top of the food chain. So government corruption is not a bug. It is the system. Yeah. Very good point that you made there. Now, there are some people arguing that we should pay politicians and government officials a high amount so they don't get bribed well, by special interests. Not, but well, this, sure. But this definitely seems exorbitant, to say the least. Uh, Dr. Fauci, I mean, I'm definitely not a fan of him, uh, especially everything he did at the Wuhan laboratory, specifically trying to make coronavirus uh, as lethal as it could be with the gain-of-function data studies. Uh, but, you know... There, there, there's an argument to be made that you don't want these people working for other interests. But as I've been arguing against that saying, you know, money uh, corrupts individuals and you never have enough. So even if you do pay them a lot, you know, what's the middle ground here? Where do we meet in the middle uh, to make sure that they're satisfied and that they're not corrupt? Because, I mean, essentially, let's let's ask ourselves, what what did Dr. Fauci do? I mean, he's repeating a lot of the World Health Organization kind of directives and talking points, but those keep flip-flopping all the time. Uh, a lot of the projections were wrong. I think it's very fair to say that the United States' handling of this entire situation has been extremely poor. So when you have something that is not done right, 
you shouldn't be paying top dollar for it. Well, and that's the problem is with businesses, if they mess up and they then guess what? They go, they go under. Out of business. Or if an employee yeah. messes up big time, they get fired. But think about it like this. The CDC literally blocked all COVID testing at the beginning and said only you can only use our test, mm-hmm. right? But then their test didn't work. And it yep. took them months before they allowed private labs yeah. to go and make tests again. The CDC did not lose any money from their budget from that. Exactly. They didn't get cut. They didn't get yeah. shrunk. Like a private business that bombed that bad would probably yeah. go out of business or and even, be boycotted. Or even Dr. Fauci that told you that masks are bad, that you shouldn't wear masks. Dr. Fauci literally was telling you that flip-flopping all the time under the directives of the World Health Organization, which he just a couple of days ago was very excited that the United States is going to be back a part of and financing and funding, even though they don't even recognize Taiwan as a country, which is absolutely ridiculous. We also have to talk about the, the Fauci fetish. Like the media and some of the liberals, not like some people just like him, right? But some people have gotten like culty with it. Like they have like Fauci. I've seen Fauci sex toys. I've I've seen like glowing profiles of him about how he's like a stud and and all these memes that are like sort of joking, sexualizing Fauci. Fauci. Screws you over. Literally and figuratively. (laughs) You guys sense this like cult worship where like, who's the new. It's like Greta Thunberg 2.0. Who's the new celebrity? It's, uh, this guy Fauci they're like oh it's this guy let's oh no now it's Kamala Harris let's let's worship Kamala Harris well to be fair Brad Pitt did play Dr. Fauci on uh, SNL good for him so I mean if if you're looking at those kind of accreditations you don't have much accreditation what did Dr. Fauci do during this entire saga that we've been through that actually made a positive impact into uh, the coronavirus I mean that's a serious legitimate question that we need to be asking especially if he's getting paid that much I mean can you you name anything noble or great that he's done with the coronavirus other than just repeat World Health Organization talking points and, and contradict himself all the time? Well, we don't know what he's done behind the scenes. And I, I imagine he yeah. seems like a good guy. I think he's done his best. And it was like a super horrible position to be yeah. in, right? Yeah. No one knew how to handle it. But no one can say he didn't make a ton of mistakes. He he did. And we should be allowed to point those out and ask what the consequences are. Yeah. Are, is there going to be any accountability? Is there going to be any way to... Uh, get, you know, justice for some of the larger consequences that are leading because of very bad government mistakes. That well, have so hurt here's people. the thing that bothers me the most about Fauci and some of these other public health people is they were saying they changed their tune and they act like they never did. So, for example, you mentioned masks and that's a good one, but also schools. Yeah. Schools, Rand Paul and a bunch of other people and science was showing this too in other countries that reopening schools was perfectly safe and fine. And Fauci and other people were totally against it. And then they just pivoted mm-hmm. a month or two ago. They've really pivoted hardcore since the election and lo- about lockdowns. Yep. And that's what I can't stand is it, I feel a little gaslit by it all. Yep. You may have heard some chiming. I don't know if that was coming through in the podcast, but it was because I was scouring the web to try and find that story about Fauci and the research. And I got it to Newsweek.com. Dr. Fauci backed controversial Wuhan lab with U.S. dollars for risky coronavirus research. It's Newsweek. How have yeah. I never heard that? This yeah. is Newsweek.com. That tells you that a lot yeah. that I've never heard well, that story. Yeah, from April 28th of last year. They say Dr. Fauci is an advisor to Trump, yada, yada. Last year, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, led by Fauci, funded scientists at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and other institutions for work on gain-of-function research on bat coronaviruses. Yeah. <laughs> well, what? What? 
Well, the, partic- the particular bats that are in question here that many scientists and experts point to uh, leading to the coronavirus are thousands of miles away from Wuhan. So the possibility of these bats traveling specifically to Wuhan is extremely improbable. Now, Hold do on. we have any empirical evidence showing that there's a direct link to this? No. There there's was... a crap ton of circumstantial evidence highlighting exactly that there oh, could have been yeah, an accidental okay, okay. leak in the Wuhan lab. People laboratory. were selling them. People were taking animals to the wet markets. That's what they're saying. There is from, I think, New York Mag, what they call the lab leak hypothesis. We don't know for sure. Exactly. We, we don't know for sure, but there is a lot of circumstantial evidence that a lot of experts are looking at and pointing to and saying they were literally working on uh, making the coronavirus jump. Uh, from species to species, making it as dangerous as possible. Uh, th- this is where the term gain of function comes from. This is what Dr. Fauci was literally in charge of bankrolling, uh, you know, before the coronavirus. So this, th- th- and, and the United States, there was even diplomatic leaked cables saying that there's a high probability of a virus leaking from this Wuhan laboratory before the coronavirus leaked. And, and, and just to clarify. Yeah. This is from uh, the Intelligence or New York Mag, the lab leak hypothesis. For decades, scientists have been hot wiring viruses in hopes of preventing a pandemic, not causing one. But what if? Yeah. And that's basically what he brings up. That there are many scientists saying that essentially the, the hypothesis is they were trying to create vaccines and then there was a breach of some sort. But I'm not saying that's true. If you read it in the New York Mag, take it from them. People love a, sometimes you need a crisis, man. We couldn't get into Syria. The, the weapons of mass destruction weren't quite enough. You know, 9-11 got people riled up. But there For hasn't Iraq, been, you mean? Yeah, just well, to rally everyone to become subservient, you know, soldiers or well, well, for the, the cause or whatever. Well, the reason this is important to me, because if, if we could understand the origin of this sickness, we could deal with it. So we, the real yeah. issue right now is China blocking the World Health for, Organization or, yeah. or the researchers who want to come in. Around a year, China has blocked the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization that sings its praises, that says that China did an amazing job with the coronavirus. They are even being blocked from coming in. And just a few days ago, finally... After, I believe, three or four official, very public uh, attempts, did China grant the World Health, Health Organization access into the supposed wet market? Well, China reopened the, the wet markets. Yes. That's the did. craziest part about all of yeah. this. These wet markets are notoriously unhygienic and dangerous for diseases and jumping. And this happened. Came, coming from one is, was at least the original hypothesis. They reopened them. They don't. They evidently don't care. And another thing that bothers me, actually, as a journalist, is I see all the time China's numbers just uncritically parroted. Yep. Like the headline <laughs> will be China new crate case numbers has COVID under control, or China's economic numbers. I'm particularly yeah. suspicious of. They're like rosy economy in China as the rest of world struggles. And I'm like, you're just repeating according to Communist Party officials. Yeah. Um. Well, hold on. You just said. You're not going to question that. You think that those are just trustworthy figures you can just accept as fact. Think about how many journalists in the United States all of a sudden became the cheerleaders for the U.S. intelligence apparatus when Donald Trump got elected. All of a sudden, everything the government said was true and correct all the time. How many leftists made that switch too? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, and also they were kind of right like decades ago saying like the war on terror, they're infringing civil liberties, blah, blah. blah. And then it was like, oh, they're spying on Trump. Heck yeah. Like, well, that's okay. Now it's really funny because you got some lefties who are like, 
you know, well, we mentioned the journalists with sending the troops. How dare you? Then they send in the troops to D.C. That's a good thing. And there's a good reason for it. Oh, OK. And they're keeping them there up yeah. until March or maybe even indefinitely because of a supposed threat. Again, a threat. For, it's the impeachment yeah, trial. Yeah. What, what did Jack Posobiec say? He's like, uh, the military will, uh, will remain occupying the city until the opposition leader's trial is, is over. That's just absolutely crazy. So I actually yeah. went, I actually went into the city when this was all locked down and everything. And I had to like get an Uber to go somewhere to do something for my job. Right. And he could only get me within a mile to where I needed to go. Cause there was like SWAT team, not even SWAT teams, but like military trucks blocking the road and put up fences. And I had to walk the rest of the way, like just get the Uber. I got the Uber like within a mile. And I was like, I guess I'll just walk. What day was that? Oh, that was like two days before inauguration. Jeez. Uh, it wasn't on inauguration day and it wasn't even particularly close to the capital or anything. It was like a couple miles from there. Have they toned down the security? Somewhat, but so they reopened the highways and they reopened the bridges. They literally closed the bridges from Arlington to the DC. Like you just couldn't go across. And I was like, how are people who are essential workers supposed to do that? This whole, this, this shutting down of the economy and the world is, is really kind of crazy. I was, wow. my conspiratorial mind is like lit up the last few days, particularly the last few days for some reason, thinking about Wuhan and Corona, because obviously Corona is nasty. Dude. But where it came from, totally up for debate. We, it, and we should talk about it because bioweapons, we've been making movies about them for 20 years. And it's like, it is a terrifying idea. I just, there. I just think and it's so disruptive to the world economy. I mean, no, it's just, listen grinding things to a you're, halt. You're confusing the virus with the government. Well, I'm thinking of... What yeah, we, I'm thinking of the we, response to the virus what is we what know, I'm most concerned with. Right, right. What we know about COVID is a 99.99 survival rate for people under, what, 70, 70 years old? Yeah. So it's it's question... The, the question is the government response rate. Now they're... What are they, they're, they're adjusting the PCR test threshold for, That was like, the World Health Organization that even... The, it's it's not... That. It's it, Look... You know, people have gotten sick. I know people who have gotten sick with it, and yeah. I know and and I know people who's had have had family members die with it. Right. I think the the reality is never let a good crisis go to waste. It's that just is, simple. It's the government saw an opportunity to to exploit us because there was something happening. So like, well, and government also they they never think of the unintended consequences, right? So they see the problem, they swing the hammer. Yeah. But it's like I saw a study the other day actually, and this was in the National Bureau of Economic Research, saying that eight hundred and fifty thousand excess deaths will be caused from the COVID related unemployment. And that's yeah. mostly from the lockdowns, yeah. not yeah. from the and disease. What itself. is that like in in a over a year over span? the next fifteen years from un, from suicides yeah. from uh depression from heart issues all like this is a documented trend in economics that unemployment causes health issues poverty causes health issues and so and that's just one thing yeah that's not counting suicide drug that's not ca counting um marital violence and domestic violence and, and the children of all the people that that will affect so if eight hundred fifty thousand people are, are going to kill themselves or die what about all their kids? Right. There's another 16 million people. Or yeah. But it's all these second order unintended consequences when they just looked at one thing and they didn't consider anything else. And then they refused to adapt yeah. also. That's the, the original. I think the original mistake you have to give some grace for. What's bothered me is the fact that they've doubled down on failed tactics. Yeah. They haven't adapted. 
and they got promoted for it and never held accountable for it. The other study that I saw was done by Duke, Harvard, and John, John Hopkins uh, uh, professors, and they talked about an excess of one million deaths uh, coming in the future because of the longer effects of these lockdowns. And again, that's not even including the health screenings, uh, the stoppage of cancer treatments, uh, mental health illnesses, and a large number of economic uh, illnesses that are going to be happening as, of course, people have to deal with the larger consequences of a failing economy, losing their jobs, losing their businesses, and having failing wages with just record medical care. And don't forget costs. the kids who have lost yeah. school and have it shut down. Oh, yeah. They will, this will, like, you'll, you will look back at the trends 10 years from now and you'll see like a distinct class of children who were screwed over by this and it will show in their lifetime success because you, you can't miss a year and a half of school and just that's fine. A lot of these kids yeah. are committing suicide or at least yeah. trying to. I saw a terrifying story about that, about a school that reopened. I can't remember the details, but a school that reopened because it had a suicide spike among its yes. students and they're like, we have to reopen. This was a private school and oh. you can't do this to kids, especially when they're we're, we're also transferring it because they're not the ones at risk here at all. And so we're transferring the cost to them for the benefits for other subsets of society. I think that's fundamentally Maybe more. Maybe because there's been even some studies showing that there's no benefit towards lockdowns and that lockdowns actually may create certain situations where people accumulate together at Walmart or Target or Costco and therefore could even help spread the sickness even further. So there's yes. even medical there's arguments studies showing being made that like lockdowns that. don't work. Yeah. And part of it is this, right? So I got really frustrated by New York City and, and uh, Cuomo. He ordered restaurants to close they were at 25 mm -hmm. capacity they were getting some people could go to restaurants but it was limited it was super safety measures but the state's own data showed that only 1.4 percent of covid cases were coming from restaurants most covid cases were coming from private interpersonal household gatherings mm. well guess what happens when you shut down the restaurants yeah. people yeah. have more gatherings like these people actually made this worse by shutting down businesses so not only did they slap new york entrepreneurs in the face but they also probably made COVID worse yes uh, you also see riots breaking out which is talking about destroying people's lives this capital riot maybe it would have happened if there was no corona probably not it fuels them yeah people would be out screaming destroying emotion if they trump, weren't forced to stay inside and, and losing their money and their income trump would have won if there was no corona so oh, yeah. not a bad argument that's a, that's a good shout yeah i mean but he also would have won it if he handled it better it's true yep. yeah he had an opportunity and, you know, interestingly, Trump relied too much on Fauci for whatever reason. Fauci, you know, what I saw him doing was basically the media would say it and a day later he'd repeat it. And that's why he ended up being wrong so often. He'd say things like, oh, you shouldn't wear a mask. And then two days later, oh, yeah, you should wear a mask. And it's like, bro, they were saying that in the news like two days ago. So the dude, in my opinion, for a while, I was like, I like Fauci. He seems to be on the level, seems to be keeping a surprise to things. And then, then it kind of felt like, wait a minute, this guy's like checked out, isn't he? He's like yeah. super old. He's been there for decades. He's getting $100,000 a year. He's just sitting back on like, what did they say in CNN? Are, are his time. eyes at half masked because he's Zen or because he's on drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Not, neither. Well, he's, it's because he's checked out. He's like this. Like, dude, dude. He recently made a statement talking about how the numbers are plateauing and everything seems very promising in the United States moving forward with COVID. Was this after the election? Yes. <laughs> well, also, Michigan, D.C., Chicago, California, New York, all of the political leadership are making announcements that they're Reopening. going to be yeah. easing no, restrictions. Luke, it's just a coincidence. It's just, you know, could be how, how many hey, how many hey. states was that again? How many cities? Uh, well, there's a, there's a D.C., the state of Michigan, the city of Chicago, California and New York. The That's reopening five numbers. 
That's not only enough like, to even win the Powerball. That's bro. only like half the <laughs> yeah. country's population. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, the state <laughs> of New York. Centers, you know. The state of New York and but, California. But, but again, uh, let's be open-minded. Could be a coincidence. Probability. Who knows? Let's, you know, we, we, could, we could play those games at all. But, but I think it's important to have all those possibilities open. But I, I agree with your shout, though. Like, Trump definitely would have won if COVID hadn't happened. Because before then, people were talking about the election in terms of socialism versus not. Yeah. Wokeism versus not. And the economy. In the economy, right? But then COVID, it really all became about competence and stability, and those are not Trump's strong suits. Those are not government strong suits when, at all. When uh. when Trump was giving his daily briefings, he reached his all-time approval rating in aggregate, and then all of a sudden the media panicked and then stopped airing them saying he was lying too much. What really happened, in my opinion, was not whether or not Trump did a good or bad job. It was that no matter what happened, the media said it was a bad job. Now you have Joe Biden coming out saying in his recent speech, there's nothing we can do about the trajectory of COVID at this point. When he said he was going to shut it down. Right. While he was campaigning. Now, now he's like, there's nothing we can do. Well, he had, he had a plan. He, he said last year the travel ban won't do anything. Now he's just reinstated the travel ban. Yeah, to people in South so, Africa, right? And, Which and, actually and is valid. Kingdom. But no, no, that's but actually I, valid. And, and I'm but. pretty sure and Europe and other, other – it's the same travel ban Trump lifted in the first place. He's doing more travel bans. He added more countries. Yeah. I, 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 we, we've talked with lefties about this, and I said, you know, basically by what metric do you compare Trump's job on the coronavirus? If we were looking at the media, Trump did a tremendous job because they were saying millions would die and then hundreds of thousands have died. And that's why conservatives, Republicans, when polled, were like, we're, hap- we're okay with where things are. Because they were told it was going to be ninety, you know, ninety percent higher. One and to so two million was the. We're not ninety percent higher. I'm sorry, like ten times higher. And then it was one to two million, and then it ended up being like a hundred to two hundred thousand, and people were like, "Wow, we were warned that it was going to be worse. Trump must have done a good job." But the left just said, "No, all these people are dead. It's the worst possible job. Ignore that. No matter what he did, it was wrong." And that's and then people people believe it. That's just it. And tr- you know, Trump's problem is he does have he he did have a direct line to the people with Twitter. But boy, did he not know how to use it. Huh. Look, yeah. he tweeted, and, it, and it's something we haven't seen other people do, but he didn't do it as effectively as he could or should have. Mm-hmm. And so he the said, message was Jack Dorsey, can I send this message? Message? Jack Dorsey, can I send this message? No, Jack he Dorsey, was saying, can I send this instead message? Of, instead, Every time you tweet, you're asking Jack Dorsey if you're allowed to send that message. The, the issue is that Trump would uh, uh, like attack people, and he would play, he would get caught into the flame war. It's always people, been his problem. Right. A lot of people yeah. liked it, but he had an opportunity to bypass the press and they hated him for it. And he did many times, but too often it was just inflammatory, you know, internet Dude, flame. I was listening to some guy last night that worked with him a lot and said that he was a raging Adderall addict in the 80s and 90s, well, like a, just a party boy going out. Did he have out. Adderall in the 80s and 90s? Speed, different kinds of, it's a methamphetamine. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know about, we don't know. Yeah, but I no, mean, today, like on, he the, supposedly on the apprentice. Does, just, he supposedly doesn't even take alcohol. Yeah, yeah but, according but, to him, he never doesn't touch drugs at all. Yeah. But I, they had to remove the yeah. Diet Coke button from the White House. Yeah, he had a, I wouldn't want a Diet he had a Coke button. aspartame <laughs> filled with substance. I know, I know people who have I'd been on the plane with him. coffee. I know people who have been on the plane with him covering stories and stuff. And they tell me the dude doesn't do drugs, he doesn't drink, and he only eats McDonald's. It's a, I never saw him do drugs, so he cooks. doesn't ever do them. What a oh. moronic statement. That journalists who've actually yeah. been with him I spent some time with him and he didn't do it, so he never does it. Like, 
hell? Well, when when journalists are flying around with well, him and following him on his on his on his campaign cool. tours, it's and they never cool. see him but drink or do it's drugs, the people that work with him that say only... he was a raging Adderall but, but, addict. But hold, like, on, well, but hold on, but hold on, what people? But hold on. Oh, I should I'll pull up the guy's name real quick. And just look up that story and look up that thing. But the media was hypercritical if the man had toilet paper on his shoe, if he had two scoops of ice cream, they had a crap storm about that. So if they if he had a, a drug problem, I think they would have found out about it and talked about it. And sure. and I definitely agree yeah. with your point here, Tim. He could have spent his time better because you know dunking on Rosie O'Donnell maybe is not the priority and shouldn't be the priority when it comes to the issues that this country's facing. So you know, well, and most leaders, most politicians actually got an approval bounce except for Trump. Every governor, like right. everyone, except for Trump. And I think there's two reasons for that. One, I think you're right, is the media, but two is how he handled it and how yeah. he... He did shoot himself in the foot on several occasions with stuff he said or feuds he started. Uh, that's always been part of his problem. It's, it's You know, he started his campaign with being this 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 character and, and you know, and, and being very negative on a, on a bunch of different things, playing to the internet. And he's been that way for a long time. Even before he was running, he was tweeting things about Obama and, and Rosie O'Donnell. And so what happens is he enters office with this perception that the media used and exploited to make money. And there was very little he could do because people already hated him. That was it. The yeah. guy's name is Noel Kassler. He worked in the entertainment industry in like the 90s, 2000s, running for shows. And But I think when Trump what says... Did he do I for, never, what, did he, what did he do with Trump? Uh, he worked on The Apprentice. Uh, he would he'd be the guy that worked between the producer and the actors so that the producers didn't have to tell the actors like, hey, what time are you going to be here? What do you need? He would do all that stuff for the production yep. company. So they'd hire him and bring him into different shows. Um, he worked with, like Michael Jackson, Madonna and Trump. And I think when Trump says, I don't do drugs, he's saying, I don't do illegal drugs. And Could he be. got an Adderall yep. um, prescription. Could be. We don't know. Uh, but but another thing to kind of really think about here is that when he first even became president four years ago, we were literally arguing about crowd sizes. Donald Trump was saying he had the biggest crowd, way bigger than Barack Obama. And at that point, I knew there was an ego problem. And when someone has an ego problem, they could be very easily manipulated. And that's what I knew. This is not going to be the four years that he promises it's going to be because a lot of people could just pull a couple strings here and there, especially with someone look who at, look is at very egotistical. Band. Yep. And they could they could easily get their way with, with someone the, who's the, so full of themselves. The bomb stock ban was a perfect example of how Democrats could have manipulated Trump way better if they wanted to. If they just sucked up to him, they could yep. have got him. He does not have, except for a few issues, rooted core values. So he's very subject to influence by, you know, who the last person that talked to, who kissed up to him the most. Mm -hmm. So that's, that was always the problem. That's how people like John Bolton got in that administration. Noel was saying that the, um, he also got this like nasal plasty, um, surgery to get this part of his nose reconstructed from all the cocaine he did that blew out his, the cartilage in his nose. Like he was a, party boy in his early days just women women drugs dr he, he was seen with jeffrey epstein partying it up um him and, and bill I, yeah bill clinton what yeah it's so funny that he comes out and he's like i never touched drugs and he acts with this like pi piety and he's like but dude that guy was crazy i don't know it's hard to it's hard to um really determine that especially from one person i would understand if there was a number of people and maybe if there was some evidence but until there's evidence or actually other people cooperating i don't think it's good to take that right kind of and i'm not i don't even dog on drugs value. i'm all yeah. about drugs. i just don't care I, yeah, yeah I don't the, care. the reason but don't lie about the, it the reason i don't buy it is because when you google search the story it's a bunch of people speculating that trump was sniffling and they're like, yeah. I watched a video where Trump had the sniffles. That proves he's on drugs. There's a bunch of articles speculating. 
And then what I know about Trump, because I've known journalists who have been on his beat, is that he's a complete germaphobe. He won't touch people. He doesn't like shaking people's hands. He's always doing sanitizer. And he only eats at fast food restaurants because he's scared about getting something foreign in his food. And he believes that that McDonald's has universal standards. So if he orders pre-made food, he's safe. So like you walk in McDonald's, say, give me that burger right there. They couldn't have put something in it and he can't get sick from it. It's a combination of, I guess, a fear of poisonings and also a fear that smaller restaurants have. You don't know if they're going to be following some specific code for cleanliness. So he only eats fast food. Why is the photo of him on the plane with fast food? And so the people I, I, I the journalists I know who have been on the plane with him and, and followed his entire campaign tour uh, for both terms have said, basically, the dude is like straight edge. Maybe I, he's not. I believe that with alcohol, because the at the very least about alcohol, because with alcohol, I believe it was his brother yeah. that died yeah. uh, and yeah. was an alcoholic. And from what I've heard, that's very genuine that he doesn't drink. Yeah. He has yeah. no signs of alcoholism at all. Yeah. Like, but I it's don't not see even, any. It's, it's like, it's not even a positive story to say he's a germaphobe who only eats McDonald's. Yeah. It's just weird that I see all these stories popping up trying to claim that he does drugs because they saw him sniffling or because people have accused him of doing it. There was one story where they claimed he was getting prescribed some kind of medication. To help him like be active and alert and awake. Adderall? I don't think it was Adderall, but it, it, there was a story about it. And that was as close as we got to is Donald Trump doing drugs. But Other so that, you mentioned McDonald's. The best moment of his presidency was when he had the whole Chick-fil-A. When, oh, when, yeah. yeah when, <laughs> I forget the exact circumstances, but there was some guests coming to the White House and they could, and there was some issue with the kitchen or with the food they were going to prepare. So he got full Chick-fil-A <laughs> spread for them all. Chick-fil-A is good, man. Let's read Super Chats, everybody. Yes. If you haven't already, smash that like button, subscribe to the notification bell, and go to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have some more bonus segments coming up, and we're actually be doing a lot more bonus segments that are more probably got to the gun range and stuff like that. Maybe some kind of behind-the-scenes stuff. But that being said, let's read. Karma and Kerosene says, they have dropped a more anti-leftist pop culture yesterday. Our new single, Compromised, about Joe Biden. Come check it out after the stream. Sounds cool. Will do. Yeah, so that's one of the things that I've talked about. Conservatives and people on the right spend too much time complaining about things. And so there's really got to be an effort to produce things, you know, like do stuff, play music, play video games. Did you hear about the Daily Wire launching their own movie? Yes. Yes. I like that. Yep. I'm going to be watching it. And actually, I'm going to be interviewing for for the, the producer for my podcast, right? But they actually are going into the cultural arena. And I respect yeah. that because the culture is where the battles are originally won. And then politics is downstream. Yep. And so, it's like, like Sun Tzu said, you have to win the war before you fight it. Right. Something like, well, that's a paraphrasing because the actual quote is probably more profound than that. But you get the idea. All right, we got East F says, Crowder's having twins, having heart complications, and launching a lawsuit. He posted right. an update today going back, coming back February 1st. I did watch his video. Heart problems? Glad to hear it. What yeah. lawsuit? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no. He's, he seems young, though. He is yeah, he's yeah. uh, I think he's younger than I am. I think wow. he's stressed. He's Steve, chill, brother. That's crazy. It. Yeah, you know, it's, it happens. I think he said it was genetic, mm. genetic issue. So I hope he's doing all right. I hope he, hope he'll be okay. Come back when you feel all right, buddy. Twins is a nice move. Yeah, there you go. Soft shell crab says, "I wanted to ask who's y'all's favorite commander to play." Also, mono red for the win. Urza. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah look we, at Tim. We, Did we, you see Tim's face <laughs> when I said that? <laughs> we basically banned Urza. Oh. Um, mono red is for the win. It wins so often, but, um, who do I like playing the most now? Probably, um, I don't know. Narset. Oh, Narset's pretty fun. Yeah. Because it's just crazy. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. I wish you guys played cards. Most people are you like, I have Magic? no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I have no idea. Magic the Gathering? No. Oh, it's awesome. Nope. Sorry. It's a card game. Oh, right, I know see. what it is. Oh, yeah. I just died. 
Don't play. Gage Kemper says, hey, Tim and Ian, check out the new Treasury Secretary on her stance on crypto. Article on Business Insider from January 20th. Push for new harsh regulations coming of cryptocurrency. Yep, I've seen that. We'll see, though. When you got massive special interests and all these big corporations supporting it and investing in it, they're not going to let Yellen come after their investments. Well, she actually walked it back a little bit, too. So she put out a statement because Bitcoin dropped after she said that, of (laughs) course. But she put out a statement later that was kind of saying, eh, actually, not so bad. She's just creating a buying opportunity. And what did did you expect from the former head of the Fed? Someone checked her bank account. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She bought, she let it go down, bought a ton. I said I was going to buy the dip and people were like, you're crazy. It's going to bottom out, then buy. And then it went right back up. Yeah. The dollar is the ultimate uh, crap coin. Family friendly show. All right. Let's see what we got here. Inside of the ages says all content be tagged and a protocol could be built to insert the original video into your video edits via timestamp, calling the OG file saves space and gives watch time to both chain of credit. Interesting. (laughs) <laughs> we have to build it's about like building a, a video protocol i guess or blockchain or something i don't know opulent gaming says i'm trying very hard not to laugh at all the people who voted for biden and are now regretting their vote also people want to say there wasn't any voter fraud but a limestone county woman was arrested for 134 felony counts of it and the veritas lady that's the problem i have with the with the fraud people they try and make it so that any claim of voter fraud is a grand conspiracy when there's literally Bill Barr on record saying we found a bunch of fraud, just not enough to change the election. And then you have the Veritas lady getting arrested, Paxton putting out the statement, the AG, like, we've arrested this lady. Yeah, it happens, you know. But uh, the two sides talking past each other on that one. It's right. like one side won't acknowledge any fraud happened and the other claims that it More. could have swung the whole election. When Rand, Rand, Rand Paul is smart about it. He brings up the, uh, the the correct argument, I believe, was state legislatures uh, having the having the laws changed without their approval. So there was election law changes by AGs, by by governors, by the Constitution. Any election election laws have to go through the legislature. That's the real argument about what's concerning with this past election. But that never, you know, got a. We didn't talk so. about it, but Dominion uh, launched a lawsuit against Giuliani for one point three billion. Yeah. That sounds like a fake lawsuit. Like they're just they're just push they're just throwing their weight around because they have it, money. It's it's the stupidest thing in the world when a company's like, "I'm going to sue you for a billion dollars." So 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 the Giuliani one sounds like a stretch. But I actually think there might be something to the way they sued Newsmax and some of these other outlets because. Those outlets immediately ran massive yes. retractions. Yep. Amer- there's this website, American Thinker. It's like a conservative yep. website. They ran the craziest retraction I've ever seen, <laughs> apologizing to Dominion, saying it had no basis in fact, because Dominion told them, we won't sue you if you do this. So they must be scared of something. Oh, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people were pushing conspiracy theories. And you know what, man? The Q stuff is just really sad. Now they're, now they're claiming, yeah, it's just it never ends. No matter how often they're wrong, it's become it's become pseudo-religious almost. Right. Nightmarishly so. Like, I see gold fringes on the flag, you know, and, and March 4th is the real inauguration. It's like, just stop. Just stop, man. Why do people fall for those things? Why, like, why is it that there are good people I know whose parents believe yeah. in Q? I think it's because people want to feel like they do have control over their lives to some degree. And you have two choices. Either we have no control in these elections and the people we want lose— or it's a grand conspiracy against you, and it's easier to believe that you're fighting this grand fight against the evil cabal. At least when you're involved in this grand fight with Team Q, you you're not feel helpless, like, I guess. Right. You're not helpless. When the alternative is the system is too big, it's out of control, and the guy you didn't want to win, you know, won. So people just keep believing it. 
no matter how much they're wrong. You know, without naming anybody, I've had people, I've seen people on Facebook saying, you know, it was uh, the uh, on the uh, 5th, I think. T- Trump's going to make the announcement today, posting links and showing photos and showing Q screenshots. And then they were like, today's the day Trump's going to make the announcement, executive order, blah, blah, blah. Nothing happened. Then they were like, I got it wrong. It was actually tomorrow. It's going to happen just before the, the vote announcement. Nothing happened. Well, I, I don't know because I don't know what the Q people, you know, what, what Q's doing. So and I'm like, it's like the mind calendar thing. Yeah. yeah, it is. Just stop. It's not happening. It's never happened. Mueller wasn't working for Trump. They believe that. You know that, right? They were saying yes. during the Mueller investigation <laughs> that Mueller was secretly working for Trump. Yeah. It's almost like, look, man, they get mad at me because, you know, because they want to just they want to believe it. They want to believe it's just not. Maybe true. there's some some threads of, of truth to Q. Maybe. Uh, no, I don't know. No. I'll tell you what it is. But it seems like take, bull for the most part. Take a connect the dots. You ever do connect the dots? Yes. It's a, it's a sailboat. And they have a picture. And it's a, you, can, you can see the outline with all the dots, a sailboat, but they use the dots to draw a picture of a dolphin. And they're like, it's a dolphin. You're like, no, you ignored all of this. You connected these dots ah. that shouldn't be connected. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the dots are real. They're just not connecting. They're connecting the wrong ones. Mm. And that's that, that's what you get from a lot of conspiracy theorists. They'll see a pattern, but then make the incorrect ass- assessments over what the connections are. Whereas everyone is going one, two, three, four, like, oh, sailboat. They're going like seven, 13, five, six, zero. And they're getting a weird image. No, they, critical, it. no critical thinking skills on the left, on the right, on the conspiracy theorists. We just need to think. If you really want to ban fake news, the best way to do it is to teach people how to think independently and to look at evidence and make up their own minds and decisions. I mean, if we really cared about society, we would be doing that. What do you no. What do you think about Q, Luke? <laughs> Like, what is there to think about? Uh, it's 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 riddles. I mean, I've been calling it out. It's been <laughs> calling it riddles. out for years as as r- ridiculousness. As I, and I was saying, I need to see evidence. I need to see proof. They're saying a lot of vague language. It doesn't really add up to anything. And I got attacked. I got ridiculed for it. I, I knew I knew YouTube curators that had their videos taken down that ridiculed it. So uh, I it, it, I it's believe. Crazy, but how that, crazy is it that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene she openly believes in it. She got elected to Congress. Yeah. This isn't going away. Yep. I don't. That's the problem with it. Is I've tried to, to ar- explain why it's not true. I've tried to like share fact checks, but there's something impenetrable here, and I haven't figured it out yet. Why it is that this is not going away when people are presented with the facts that do not add up to this conspiracy theory? Because they'll have a mental breakdown. Because there is a a, a characteristic of the human mind that when it is when 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 our brains solidify around an idea, and this happens to the left, happens to the right, happens to everybody. And our, what our brains are basically saying is this is true and correct, and we are surviving because of it, right? So you, 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 you grow up, there are certain behaviors you pick up, there are certain things you believe, and you've succeeded to a certain point where your brain says, this is how I, sur- I succeeded and survived. If someone can disprove those things, it puts your life at risk, essentially. Right. And so then people have mental breakdowns and they're confronted with hard evidence that disproves their worldviews. It's kind of like an extreme version of the fact that somebody who's like made their life on a certain belief and made their life's work can't be, have their mind changed because they have so much invested in it and they've built their sense of self around it. It's like an extreme version of that. Let's read some more Super Chats. Mark Shapcott says, Tim, you say defend, don't act. But how did that work for Alexander Hamilton? He tried to do the noble thing and died. We got Aaron Burr. He could have just said, I'm not going to duel you. I mean, his dueling was a big thing back then, I guess. But yeah. He, uh, I guess the story is Alexander Hamilton purposefully miss, you know, missed because he didn't think it was going to be a legit duel and he got, he got hit in the chest or whatever. And then there you go. He died. 
But that's like, come on, that's like what, 200 years ago, 100 and something years ago. Also, the musical soundtrack slaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I hear. Let's see. Ponyboy says, I lean right, Tim, but I respect you for not succumbing to the bias of your fan base and sticking to your research. With all the negativity, maybe a good idea would be to focus on one wholesome story a week or something. I like well, that. what we're going to be doing more and more of is uh, just, you know, we, we've got some people who want to have a come on the show who focus on near-death experiences and life after death and stuff like that. Like real research, not like some, you know, hippie shaman guy who thinks he's an alien. The one from the Capitol. Not him, right? <laughs> we, we actually have people who are like university professors who have done research on people who have had who have had you know near death experiences, and there's like weird commonalities and patterns. That's the fun stuff to talk about. Dude. So we're definitely planning some shows. Maybe Fridays will be the like welcome to the weekend. We're just gonna kind of chill out and enter the weekend with a smile on our faces and talk about Bigfoot or something. That's what I you mean. know, you know, there's a congressman who wrote a whole book about Bigfoot, or former congressman now, <laughs> Denver 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 Riggleman. He wrote a whole uh, book about. Bigfoot erotica. That's what? very weird. That's amazing. Before or after he was in office. So what happened, and I'm going to butcher this because I don't know the details, but like his his camp, his camp campaign opponent made some oppo research claiming that he liked Bigfoot erotica and he didn't. But then he wrote a whole book about conspiracy theories and how there are people out there who believe in Bigfoot for wow. real and who have it's become kind of a sexual cult, I guess, around Bigfoot. All right. And so this congressman who just left office published a whole book about it. Do they go to Burning Man? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's read some more. Intellectual Millennial says, Growing up, I saw the left hate corporations. And yet with this fight is the Dems supporting corporations. Side note, I truly believe Trump's stirring brought up multiple trafficking issues connected with those in government. Where's Maxwell? I don't know what that is. <laughs> and uh, uh, the Maxwell stuff and the Epstein stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff we, we know, but I think we're only scratching the surface. I think I think it's, it's it, you know, a lot of people want to. I'll just put it this way. We probably know one out of a hundred things about what's actually going on. And you think about what Epstein's been accused of. I think there's way more going on. Human than trafficking. Just, but but biggest... I just, I'm just saying way more than that. There's probably yeah. shady business. There's probably drug dealing. There's probably weapons trafficking. It's probably all the craziest stuff you can think of. But, and, yeah. yeah, but we don't know because all the secrets went away with Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. You know, the, Rus the Russian dissident that just went back pu uh -huh. put out a public statement. I am not suicidal because yes. he yeah. knew the Russian Very government smart. was about to arrest him. Yeah. Oh, the guy, Navalny? Navalny. Yes. Yeah. He put out a statement uh, as soon as the Russians were arresting him. Putin's people were arresting him saying, I'm not suicidal. Wait, they just arrested him again? As soon as he went back, they arrested him. Yeah. He's been in jail. That's where all the protests came from this weekend. Yeah. We have a very important one from Jacob Williams. He says, Tim and Cast, the 50 caliber, or Meduse, is made by Browning. The laser tech for listening to conversations has been around since the USSR. If you want to see insane things satellites are capable of, look into Maxar, as well as a book called Deep Black. Interesting. It'd be fun to have someone talk about that on the show, too. Like ancient, so like, like Cold War technology and crazy spy stuff. That'd be a lot of fun. What were the Soviets doing? Turk Longwell says, wait a second. Did Luke just say that he wants to buy a 50 cal machine gun? Y'all no. getting serious down there, huh? Great guess, too. Rock on. Not a, not a machine gun, just a single fire. You know, could be semi-auto, could be even bolt. I want a 50 but, cal. Uh, what, can, what, which states allow a, a, a machine gun, like a legit? Well, machine guns are banned in some states, uh, but most importantly, it's they're only available for the rich. If you're rich, you could have one, and you just have to fill, uh, I think, an NFA license to get one. All right, here we go. Judo Eagle says, I feel bad for the NSA guy assigned to Ian. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his life. <laughs> he's sitting there, and he's like, he's watching Ian just like, like on his computer. He's playing playing gaming again? No, no, no. He talks he's to his friends, and he's Bally? like, dude, did you know like this DMT stuff? 
What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? I'm just listening to Ian, man. This is crazy stuff. And now he's like, I he's need doing, mushrooms for this. The NSA guy's doing DMT. Yeah. Most undoubtedly. Heck yeah. All right, let's see. I am Insanity says, I had a news channel in 2015 with 100K subs. Quit because of death threats. Tried again in 2019, but quit when a guy tried to break into my house at 2 a.m. to kill me. Luckily, live in Texas and have a lot of guns. Whoa, that's crazy. Polaris589 says, Brad Palumbo doesn't like privately owned tanks. Fake phony libertarian. You don't like privately true? owned tanks? How dare you? So my whole thing was, I criticized the Libertarian Party presidential nominee for saying that private citizens should be able to own tanks. Because I basically said, it's just totally out of touch. It's just like, and I think you have to draw, so I'm very pro-gun, but I think you have to draw the line somewhere, right? Like, I don't believe private nuke ownership. And Why I think, not? Because that's crazy. You think, you would, do you trust Bill Gates with a nuke? Um, I don't think Bill Gates would nuke anybody. I don't know what he would want to nuke for, but I can tell you that at the time the Second Second Amendment was created, Corsairs and privateers were all the rage. So when the Founding Fathers said the right to bear arms, they legit knew that people had artillery and they knew that people actually had their own warships. I think I I think that we should have as few people with nukes as possible. That's my hot take. We're talking about tanks here. Don't you dare filibuster oh, here. So, okay, so, mister, so, what's wrong with an individual having his own personal so tank? Okay? The specific, if I want to have a tank on my property, question, drive around. The specific question was not whether you should have a tank, but whether you should be able to have a tank with intact artillery. If you just want to have a tank to drive around, I'm okay with that. The artillery system, no, sorry. I don't know why. Because I just think it's dangerous. I think there's got to be a line somewhere. A forks you know, are dangerous because they make people fat. Someone could punch you in the face. Right. Has everyone, anyone ever walked up to you and punched you in the face? I've been slapped. So, like, I was thinking about this when we were at the range. You have all these people all over the place with guns and they're shooting. And I was just thinking, like, at any point, someone could, you know, shoot somebody else. But it's not going to happen because people don't want to hurt each other. Now, sometimes people do like to do with the kill dozer. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I think ultimately the challenge is I prob- you're probably right in don't give people, our, you know, full, full intact artillery shells. But the dude built the kill dozer and no one could stop him. He only, he only, the, the killdozer guy only got stopped because he fell into a basement. Yep. But if someone really wanted to do something, they'll do it. I guess nowadays the CIA is spying on everybody. So if you tried to build a killdozer, they'd come for you, you know? And I, I, I also think it's just kind of funny watching libertarians freak out when I say I don't like tanks. <laughs> just <laughs> libertarians on Twitter. And I count myself among libertarians, but they, they, it's funny watching them. It is, down. it is interesting. Like look at the East India Trading Company. There's a massive corporation with warships all over the place. And just did their thing. And it was like pretty brutal and authoritarian in a lot of ways, you know? Mm-hmm. It's tough. I think the issue is at a certain point, nuclear weapons are probably a line, I think, for everybody. You don't want Bill Gates with a nuke. I don't know. I don't think he would fire it, but I don't want anybody, any, like, you know, I don't want Russian billionaires I with want, a nuke. I barely want any governments to have nukes, you know what I, I mean? I would rather none of them did. Well, I mean, Putin has nukes, and those are his. But those, as few people, I actually am really, this is maybe one of my nerd areas. I'm really worried about nuclear war. You know that during the, yeah. during the Cold War, there was actually a situation where they almost launched yeah. all the nukes. Yeah, yeah we talked about Soviet it. Union. We talked about it. And then the officer, Friday. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it Friday. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yeah. They have like nuclear submarines all along the coasts. Yeah. We don't know about how many nukes, nuclear subs are in the world right so now. So all I'm saying is we need as little of more of that as possible. I think you're. I think you're right about long range artillery. First, too. get rid of uh, the government's nuclear weapons. Then we could talk about tanks. So I would love that. the The problem is like I wish we actually could get rid of all the governments, but you could never like like nuclear disarmament as a strategy yeah. is is like oh, well only the good guys are going to go along with it. Yeah. yeah. Like, so just to clarify, you're not you don't want to take away people's tanks. You want to take away people's artillery. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
All right, we got a super chat here from Wyoming Trailer Trash. He says, Aloha, Tim, would you please ask Lydia to DM Sticks Hexenhammer 666 and Razor Fist on Twitter and extend an invitation for your show while Sticks is back in the States? Sticks. He's Sticks back in the has States? a standing invitation to join us on the of show. Of course. Sticks is great. Yeah, yeah. that would be awesome to have him here. Cody Ite says, try some three and a half inch 12 gauge slugs. You'll have fun then. Oh, yeah. Eric Britt says, try firing a 10 gauge sometime. I just, we're, we're talking now about the journalist who panicked over the recoil on a 5.56. Five, uh, we're assuming it's a 5.56. Five, five, I imagine it would be. It looks like a 5.56 five, five, from yeah. the photos that I'm seeing there. It's just not even that much, yeah. you know? It's just, slugs are fun. Yeah, slugs are fun. Ricky Bobby says, ever since I got into crypto about 10 months ago, I get ads on YouTube for black girl stocks. Could you imagine if I tried making white boy stocks? The double standard is absolutely insane. P.S. Polkadot to the moon. Okay. Polkadot's incredible. It's not a security, so you can't get it in the United States. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Technically. ID says, hey, Tim, I recommend you check out a song called Knives, Guns, and Bed by Rare Americans. The song is a representation of China and America fighting. Interesting. Timothy Peterson says, on the AR-15 PTSD tip, when we first went to range in basic training, our drill sergeant put an M16 against his crotch and fired off three rounds to demonstrate low recoil. Love it when MSM refers to 223-556 as high power. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> we have a 308, which was fun at the range. Yep. And it's just like, what is this guy doing? He's never, like, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I got to bring it back to how funny it is to imagine, like, a teenager going turkey hunting with his family, and that's more recoil than this guy had, and he can't handle that? People, seriously. Jeez. Oh, okay, so Matthew Doherty says Stephen Crowder announced today that he will be involved in a lawsuit against Big Tech, and he plans to join in or do something similar. Me, no, but I did see that Jack Posobiec tweeted something about Amazon and mail-in voting, and Twitter labeled it as disputed. And I think that might be grounds for a defamation suit against Twitter because Twitter made the statement. So if you tweet something about, so Amazon recently said, we don't want mail-in votes, we want in-person secure. And then he tweeted saying, like, they're saying mail-in voting is, you know, insecure. Twitter put an auto flag on it saying this claim about voter fraud is disputed, blah, blah, blah. But it's not disputed. Everyone agrees. The media agrees. Jeff Bezos did say this. That's a false statement of fact. So what would the claim be against the, against Twitter? Twitter made the statement. By putting a statement on Jack Posobiec's tweet, Twitter publicly stated Jack Posobiec is wrong. But he's a public figure, so he has a really high defamation standard. Which would be uh, knowing that what he said was true and correct and still putting the flag there anyway, which is the challenge because if it was done by an algorithm... That's what I was going to say. Is like right. I, you, you have to prove intent. It's like I got sued by Roy Moore right, for an article I wrote criticizing wow. him. Yeah, fun fact about me. But like one article I wrote was not false at all. But even if it was, he would have had to prove that I knew it was false and published it anyway. So the public standard, public figure standard is so high, it's like barely anyone can ever reach it. Matthew Reckamp says, in several videos, Tim seemingly justified the cancellation of the XL pipeline by mentioning the 29 leaks. From my view, there are questions that need to be answered. How... How severe were the leaks? How many is that compared to other transportation methods? Is it worth the oil being sent likely to China? Uh, I think it's unfair to say I seemingly justify the cancellation. In my latest video, I said I have no strong opinions one way or the other. I understand the argument that it actually creates less emissions transporting the oil by pipeline than by freight or by trucks. And I don't know the amount of spills we've got from uh, freight or from trucks. So it's hard to know who's right or wrong on the issue. The point I was making is that these unions endorsed, the, the pipefitters union endorsed Biden. And Politico was like, even though he says he's going to ban Keystone, they did it anyway. And then when he bans Keystone, they're like, oh, oh no. Oh, geez, how could he do this? And I'm like, you knew he was going to do it. You're not really outraged. You're pretending because you're manipulating your, your members. Did he ban fracking? 
He put a moratorium on it. Okay. On federal land. So what conservatives are doing now is they're saying, aha, see, he banned fracking. And they're missing the last part of that on federal land for 60 days. And the left is saying he didn't ban fracking, ignoring that he did actually ban some fracking. So it's like you said before, talking past each other. Right. You know, moral of the story. Everyone's wrong. Yes, everyone's wrong. I mean, it's fair to say he banned some fracking. Right. You got to put the some in there. Otherwise, people think he just outright banned fracking. And he He temporarily banned it. Right. 60 days. And, you know, we'll see how things play out. But I think it's you think I think he's going to do it. Or it's it's fair to say that he was lying to all those people who asked him when he was like, oh, we're going to get rid of it. Trust me. But he also the thing is, he and Kamala both said both things on different occasions on the campaign trail. Sometimes he said, yes, we will ban it. Sometimes he said, we'll just ban it on federal lands or some other thing. And also, if America becomes less energy independent, we have more of an excuse to go into the Middle East. Just saying. And Joe Biden doesn't need much of an excuse to do that. Yep. Orange Field 2 says, Lydia, can we book someone to actually disagree with you guys? Have an an appropriate, polite debate? It seems like an echo chamber and no one learns anything. Love your show, though. Well, we invite many leftists, but they're scared of COVID. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I mean, literally, we've invited many leftists, high profile ones, and they're like, I'll do your show. And then it's like, we'll buy your ticket. We'll get, whoa, whoa, whoa. In person? Yes, the show is in person. We don't have any setup and I don't intend to do Skype or digital stuff. It just doesn't work. It doesn't, it, it doesn't work at all. It's a, everyone sits there and then yells at each other while their chats go off and they argue back. Nah. Having someone in here in person is how you do it. And unfortunately, it is a fact. Gallup has the polls. The left is terrified of COVID. They won't travel. There are even some like rational and legit leftists I really like that say the same thing. They're scared of COVID. Conservatives don't seem to care at all. Look at this guy sitting there with no mask on. <laughs> no, I mean, we're so- all socially distanced, actually. It's just interesting. We are more or less. But. <laughs> I guess it, the thing is, I also think it's also hard to get leftists to come on your podcast, period. Oh, yeah. At least that's been my experience is I've reached out to a bunch of people and they don't really seem I would go on MSNBC. I go on Rachel Maddow. I'd be like, anytime. I don't know that a lot of leftists really are willing to engage. I've, I've had there's, there's one leftist I really like. And he said to me, like, I, I really appreciate the invite. To be honest, there's no upside for me coming on your show. And I'm like, you're right. Big it's- audience. But do they not care about reaching they, they don't they don't think that the people who watch this show is going to benefit them in any way. So why would they bother doing it unless they make clips for leftists? That's just an alien mentality to me, though. At if least you're, honest. if you're doing this kind of thing, you should care about reaching people with your with your message and your voice. Yeah. And it shouldn't just be reaching people of a certain persuasion or you're doing it wrong. I've yeah. always been of the of the ilk of like communication first, get through to the human. And then if we want to talk about ideas and whatever. But as long as you can connect with the human, it doesn't really matter who you're talking to. All right, we got a super chat here from Crystal Max seventy six. I love your RV, Luke. Maybe you should invite someone random to wake Tim up. A tired Tim in a beanie sounds like a party. Keep the members only content coming. Thanks, guys. I like I like the way you're thinking. And since you did this to me, I now have been granted permission officially by the internet and the rules of super chats to do the same to you. Yes, you 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 changed it all when when I knocked on your door and you were sleeping. And what did you say to me? What? I don't think I can repeat it. Well, I don't you, remember. You changed the rules. What? I you were sleeping and I banged on your door. And then you said, I'm not going to say it. I'll leave it there. <laughs> what? Do you, wait, wait, wait. So do you say? sleep in the beanie? Is that no, what I got from this? Not. You sleep in the beanie. No, I got these really nice little little boxer shorts. You ever sleep in the beanie? Why would I? Just fall asleep. I feel like it's your thing. No, I take it off on the couch every day. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm sitting there watching. What do you watch? Family Guy or whatever. And yeah. I'll play Hearthstone on the tablet. And then I, you know. Let me know who yeah, I, I should surprise Tim with. Uh, feel free to reach out to me anytime. Lauren Southern. What's she up to? She was on Ruben. She was in Australia. Yeah. Oh, she was on Ruben. Somebody's show. 
She had a new documentary out. That's what, you know. All right. Andrew Yang. That's my other guess. Hey, Tim, I got a $1,000 check for you right here. Uh, universal basic <laughs> income for you. That'd be a good one. Uriel Avila says, Tim, what is your prediction on Godzilla versus King Kong? I don't care for giant monster movies. Never cared. Pacific Rim oh, was King like... King Kong all the way. No, I'm I guess. Biased. I'm yeah, biased. I guess. Ready to Rumble says, your website needs a comment section under the videos. Us Beanie Boys need to converse. There is a comment section under all of the videos. That's there and all of them. It is. Yeah. So become a member and then you can comment and everyone talks to each other and it's good fun. Brian Bourgeois says, why aren't we talking about solutions? We can complain all day. I know it's hard, but we need to talk about solutions because we do. It's building culture because the culture war is where the war is happening and politics is only after the fact. So we've been talking about doing vlog content. We just put up a video where Alex Jones walks into Luke's RV and wakes him up. And there's nothing political in it. You it's are ju- fully exploiting me to the <laughs> fullest well, but, extent but, here. But it's because we have like five videos up. Yeah. And it's the one we put up where it's literally just you're watching Alex be like, hey, Luke, I just drove here. How you been? And Luke's like, oh, and they're like, we're going to go get food. And it's like, it's just not political. Yeah. It's just regular. So that's the point is to, to make fun and silly stuff. And that's part of the solution. It is. We could do talk about flash graphing if you want to talk about solving for the future technology. But I, we got to have an expert on. Yeah. On which subject? On graphing. Flash graphing. Just a formation oh, yeah, for sure. Here. I'd love to get an expert on like directed energy weapons, too. All right, let's see where we're at. We got too many super chats coming in. This is crazy. Unreasonably angry says fully functional A-10s are a God-given right. What's an A-10? I think that's a shotgun uh, that uh, is only for military use. I don't know. I'm just guessing here. Let me look that up. Tyler Wood says, I just finished Ann Jacobson's Untold History of Area 51. Black projects and funding exploded after Sputnik. As bad as the U.S. was during the Cold War, falling behind technologically would have been way more terrifying to me. Oh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Let's oh. see. Corny oh. says you should get the same. You should get the same guest Jimmy Dore had the other day. Oh, the Boogaloo Boy guy. I mean, maybe I, I wouldn't want to just be like, oh, Jimmy Dore interviewed him. I better interview him too because I think you should watch Jimmy Dore's interview of him. You know, he's getting a lot of criticism on Twitter because of he was that. trending. Yeah, and nationwide. A ten is a fighter jet, by the way. Oh, oh so. yes. Yeah. yeah, so Jimmy interviewed a Boogaloo boy who was like very pro left culturally on a bunch of issues, and an he anarchist. said like pro LGBT, pro BLM, all yep. this stuff. And then the, the, what, what the response from the establishment was: He's lying. He's far right. What? It's like why? Why is he far right? That makes no sense. Antifa wants the same things as him. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not going to say they're far left. That would be ridiculous too. But you know, whatever. None of that makes sense. All right, let's see where we are. We'll do. We'll do a couple more. Garant says Sticks is under a concerted attack to smear him as a Nazi. They got Sarah Carter to tar him to put him to so put him on now. He's hot and will get views and it will protect the guy. He's good. Well, I'm not super concerned about getting views from having Sticks on. I I think Sticks is all right. I don't know what they're saying about him. As, far, as much as as far as I can tell, he's like a fairly libertarian commentator. Yeah. I did not realize people were smearing him. I I do not agree with those smears. Lucas Kaiser says, "Have you heard of Bunker Brands? They make t-shirts." Got to love Matt. How many demos out there? We've heard. Like, you reached out to him, I reached right? out to him. They didn't respond yet. Well, you know, we'll see. Yeah. What do we have here? What's this? Stinky Ugly says, I bought a 308 AR-10, and it's brought me joy, second only to my wife. Oh, <laughs> well, <how> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I do call my uh, firearms girlfriends, so. That's surprising. Kid yeah. Truck says, did you guys know that Gatling guns are legal in many states? Really? No. This That's the crank. Do, 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 do. Oh. That's what I want. You ever see the video? I think Mythbusters did it. They did a steam Gatling gun where oh, they basically yeah. had a steam engine spin really fast. 
And what it would do is once it lined up with with like the barrel, it would sling a bullet out. It was what? crazy. Something wow. like that. Yeah. It's cool. Railguns are cool too, man. All right, let's see. We'll just do a couple more. Jonathan says, interview a critical race theorist so they can educate y'all. Okay. We, we should do a sponsored video where we do uh, a behind-the-scenes critical race theory class for everyone here. Yeah, mandatory we... diversity training. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to get some progressive... I don't like the word progressive, what it means, what it's become, but like Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, Cory Bush, just somebody that's like so out there on the other end of the spectrum. Just have them in. Let's let's like I don't chill think they would and learn. We'll be nice, you know. We'll be, we've had we'll be we've courteous. had and we and we have an we have an invite we invite many of them all the time. The problem yeah. is when people bully us to try and force their way on the show. But anyway, here we go. The last one, the most important one. Alessio Damonte says, "Can you add a 480p on the videos on your website? My internet sucks." Yeah. The good news is, moving forward, all videos we have a new player which allows all the way down to 144p up to 1080. You can customize oh, cool. so you can stream better. It is a better player. It is easier to load. We are constantly improving the site, but the key to a successful business is to just start doing it. If you try and build this massive castle before anyone's come, you might find that people don't actually want to use it, and then you got to change everything. So you start light like we did. We're going to re- re- reformat the whole layout of the site. We're going to be adding more kinds of content, better video players. We're just slowly going to be improving it over time. So make sure you go to TimCast.com, become a member, because we're going to be producing more and more members-only content. We're probably going to be expanding like crazy as this ramps up, because it's really, it's taken off, and you guys are awesome. But I want to make a network that is is huge. I want to do eventually like a 24-hour live stream where we have like different people hosting different news segments of the day and just make it really this big, you know, network of content, a variety of issues and, uh, you know, skateboarding, music, culture, games, everything. Just take it off. And we're getting there. We are getting there. So go to TimCast.com, become a member. We should have a bonus segment up later today. Hopefully, we'll see how things play out. But uh, Brad, you want to mention your social media and, and anything people should check out? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And if people want to follow me, it's Brad underscore Palumbo, P-O-L-U-M-B-O. And most importantly, podcast is Breaking Boundaries with Brad Palumbo on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, well, today I'm wearing one of my uh, favorite uh, personal shirts that says, uh, I wear crystals, I burn sage, I meditate, I fast, and I still want to slap some people upside the head. <laughs> and uh, you get that shirt and many others. The new ones that were banned are coming back, and they are all available on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. If you, if you want to find out more about me, check out wearechange.org. Uh, hey, guys. Thanks for coming. I'm Ian Crossland. You can follow me on social media. I love you. And I appreciate uh, a lot of what you have said and done for me in the last uh, in the last months. It's been very nice. Ditto. And I am Sour Patch Lids. Uh, I am that on Twitter and Minds, and then I am Real Sour Patch Lids on Instagram. And oh my gosh, I'm still managing to blank on Gab. Yeah, there we go. All right, there. I finally got all my socials. That's me. You can follow me if you want to. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Minds at TimCast. Whether or not I actually post there, uh, you know, anymore is just because it's just those are awful. Minds is cool, and uh, uh, but you know, as far as Instagram goes, Instagram's all right. I like posting there sometimes. Twitter's just ugh, Twitter. But uh, you you can follow me there. You get it. Special thanks to our sponsor today, Virtual Shield. Once again, you can go to surfinginternetsafe.com, and I'm really grateful they sponsored the show. We'll have some membership uh, uh, members only content at TimCast.com coming up uh, in a little bit. So thanks for hanging out, and we will see. We'll be back. Live tomorrow at 8 p.m. And we will see you all then.